The following presentation has been approved for inebriated audiences by the Buzzkill Association of America. You're listening to the Buzzkill Podcast. Episode 262, welcome back to the Buzzkill Podcast, where today is the start of a new year, James. A new year that looks exactly the fucking same. Everything is still on fire, everybody is dying, nothing that you heard is true. 2021 sucks just as much as 2020. Wait. Oh, wait, that's the exact thing I said last year, and nothing's fucking changed. (laughs) Welcome to 2022, everybody. (laughs) I got nothing. Uh, in. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, shame of drunk to come. Part six. Oh, uh, we are we are obviously uh, <laughs> on fire already tonight. Yeah, no, uh, it's funny. I was listening back to last year's shape of drunk to come, which was number five. We're on six, James. Yeah. We've done this a whopping six times now. Yeah. That's crazy. That is crazy. Absolutely crazy. That's crazy. Um, We're two yeah. crazy guys. Two, <laughs> just two wild and crazy <laughs> two guys. Two wild and crazy guys. Uh, yeah, this is our annual look ahead at what's coming to screens this year, or if it's good enough, what's uh, what we're coming on the screens. For. Yes, there it is. <laughs> right, right. That's Sex the way to start already. the night. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I went back and listened to last year's Shape of Drunk to Come, Ooh, and why? I'm listening Jeez. to the, I'm listening to the intro, and I'm just like, nothing's changed. Like mm-hmm. literally, we were at the exact same point in this whole fucking world on fire pandemic <laughs> this year that we were last year mm-hmm. we were so hopeful last year that like well in a couple of months you know supposedly the vaccine's gonna be coming and everyone's gonna get the vaccine and this whole thing's just gonna start to kind of go away by this time next year everything's gonna be open yeah not at all <laughs> <laughs> little did we know half the fucking world would just say no to a vaccine that everybody apparently wanted just a year ago well something has changed since last year Oh, what's that? I uh, I I had a I had a really good streak going, and I broke it. <laughs> oh, oh, you did, you did. How many days without jerking off? Uh, eighty seven hundred. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's that's a lot of days. Yeah, I'm working with a juggernaut here. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> did your arm get amputated? And I didn't know about it. You would have to cut off both of my arms and both of my feet to stop me. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I mean, I've seen those guys who play guitar with their feet. I can only imagine what they can, you know, do to their do to their wonkers. Oh hell yeah, those those guys, wonkers. Those, those guys, those guys know what to do with their wonkers. I guarantee it. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, no, I have COVID right now. Which oh my is... god, and I'm in, and I'm in the same house as you. No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, we um we are remote again because James decided to go ahead and get himself sick. Yeah. I mean, sick in quotations because it's been it's been uh, not bad. Give us, give us, give us, give us the lowdown and dirty, James. How bad has it been? How well, close I, to death were you? Well, I think I, uh, I, I think that I, uh, I got that fancy new designer variant Omicron because because uh, sounds fancy because not Expensive. bad. No, I think I lucked out and got got the Omicron because it's. Uh, um, I actually I didn't even get tested because i was symptomatic i got tested because i was supposed to have surgery yesterday 
and I needed to get cleared to have surgery. And uh, and so I went and I got tested on Monday, and I got the results on Wednesday, and it said, you have COVID. And I was like, oh, shit. Well, that sucks. And then, so like Monday, I noticed a couple times that I got a little swimmy, but I just mm-hmm. assumed that I, uh, I hadn't been getting a lot of sleep because of uh, another reason that I'll talk about in a minute. Um, so I thought, oh, I'm just super tired. And then Tuesday and Wednesday, I had like sinus uh, pain. Like, you know how when your sinus, like you get a sinus infection, you get, it's just like really dry and painful in your sinuses. Sure, sure. It was that for like two days, but not even really that bad. It was just like every once in a while, I'd just be like, ah, oh, my sinuses hurt. And then you see, they say that this new, the new thing and basically what you're describing is basically like it's, it's all, it just kind of feels like a cold. This is, which is, this bad, is because it's cold season right now too right um not to I, I i know like i know a lot of people like to downplay covid because they're you know like because they're contrarians they want to say like oh covid's not that bad i just happen to have the the variant and the experience my particular experience is it's not bad like i well you also <laughs> i've had you also i've had have I also have I've 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 been vaccinated, so and boosted. Uh, no, I don't. I've never I've been boosted. Oh, you didn't get the booster? Why no. Not? Uh, my doctor told. Well, when I visited, when I last saw my doctor, she said I don't even think you're eligible for it right now. That was back before I was eligible. Oh, oh, I wasn't el- eligible when I got mine. I just like called up and said, "Oh yeah, I need that," and they're like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> Like they never checked. No, I got I, it. I no, I was the, in line with a bunch of old people, and they're all just like, "How can you get it?" I'm like, yeah, at the, well, asthma. that's the thing. At the time, they were just recommending it for old and sick people, and I was like, "Well, I'm not old or sick, so why would I?" You know, Oops, excuse Go. me, excuse me for the that was that was me. <laughs> um, uh, I'm not old or sick, so I, I'm not gonna take a. I'm not gonna take a. Uh, you know, take away a vial of this stuff that could have gone to an older sick person because I'm not yeah. a piece of shit like Mike. Oh, hey. hey so, hey, uh, hey, yeah, hey so my experience with COVID has been, I've I've had colds that were way, way worse than this. Sure. And so, I get that. I, you know, I, and it's one of those things where everyone's like, oh, well, it's just a cold. You shouldn't be, uh, don't worry about it. Just get it, right? Right. I mean, I don't know. Like, there's, there's like, I, I understand, like, people's logic behind that. Like, I really do. You know, yeah. But at the same time, though, it's like we're trying to get this to go away, not just to live with it. Well, you know. Well, that's. I mean, that's not going to happen. So no, it's not. It's I never. Know that, it's but... never going to go away. And the thing about the thing about that, like people were saying that back when it wasn't like a cold. You know. Yeah. Back when it yeah. was really bad, people were saying that they were just saying, "Oh, it's just the fucking sniffles, dude." Like whatever. Well, you know, it's gonna like this. You know li- gonna happen, this though. literally, the, the Omicron literally kind of is the sniffles. Um, you know what's going to happen, which though? Which is like, fortunate. Everyone's going to get used to Omicron, because it's going to be like the, the defining variants and all that, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, this new French one that just they, that they just found is going to be awful and like killer, and everyone's going to be like, oh, nothing, it's just a cold, and then it's going to wipe everybody out. And the then, new French one is that Omicron. Oh, <laughs> um, oh, Macron, Macron. <laughs> I haven't heard about the... F- I actually haven't heard um, about this one. Is it... What's, yeah, what's the deal with that one? I think it was... I think it was France. I literally just saw a headline about it the other day. I didn't care enough to read it because, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just uh, changing the landscape of disease in the world. I didn't care to read about it. But, um, but, I, did re- but I did read, though, that there was another... Um, I think it was in France. There was another 
variant that was detected enough to where they've they've made it public that there's another variant because right. they find new variants all yeah. the time. Yeah, well, people freaked out when it when Omicron came out, and the doctor in South Africa who who discovered Omicron, she saw mm-hmm. the world start to freak out, and then she immediately put out a thing that said, like, "Hey, stop freaking out. This is it's very mild." It's incredibly infectious and very sure. mild, which could which be, is why which, it was which news. could actually be sort of a good combination because it's seventy times more infectious than the Delta variant, which was already eight times more infectious than the Alpha variant, mm-hmm. and it's mild, which means if everybody gets Omicron, you know, hopefully everybody doesn't, but if everybody does, and it's as mild as most people are having, uh, then we could all potentially get you know really robust antibodies. Which yeah. could which could last forever. It's it's one of those things. Like I'm not. I, I don't. I don't. I'll, I also don't say this to like jinx myself or anything. Knock on wood. Um, it's not like it's almost like it's it's not if it's when. I think people are going to get it at this point, especially yeah. when something is this infectious. Yeah. You know, I've been good. I I still go out and I've been wearing my mask and all that just to protect myself. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. That being said, like if it happens, it happens. I'm not so much worried about getting sick anymore. Yeah, I'm more worried about like the the elderly getting it. You know, sure, I, yeah. I just I work at a church, which is all friggin' old people. Last <laughs> right, thing I knew is to, right. is to kill the house of God. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like like I don't want that to happen. Um, but uh, but yeah, well, I'm well, happy and it, good, and, it, and it seems like it seems like even elderly people who are getting Omicron are do are skating through it pretty well. So that's yeah, that's, well, that's kind of promising, you know. That's good. But and still, like you know, get vaccinated because maybe it's the combination of being vaccinated and the mild uh, case that Omicron presents. Oh, that, it, like, it definitely is. If you're you vaccinated, know? you're you have a better chance regardless. Yeah, like, that's proven. So. Right. Right. Jump so, on the train, y'all. Yeah. So anyway, that's what I got going on. Luckily, I feel pretty good, and I'm I feel very thankful for that. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say, I'm I'm happy you're doing good. I yeah. was uh, bummed to hear that you had it. Yeah. I was, bu- I was definitely bummed that we didn't get together for New Year's because that uh, could have put us all in a world of hurt. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I had it at that point. Uh, no, but if you but, did end up getting it from your wife, she definitely she did was. A, did she have it at New Year? Oh, you said that you said that she was just starting to feel. Oh, a she little yeah. Down. So she was symptomatic, but like she tested negative. So I have but no idea. Omicron if. doesn't show up on a lot of the tests, though. But I took the same. Like I took the PCR, and then she tells me take that other rapid test that I bought to see if it shows up, and it sh- mm-hmm. it, it was positive within twenty seconds. Oh, fair enough. So like well. Who knows? So who, who knows? knows where it came from? Maybe but she, if, maybe the other test in the package was a bum test or something. I have no idea. But in the event that it was her, though, good thing we all didn't get together yeah, for New Year's. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Which, speaking of, we haven't recorded in like three weeks. Yeah, it's we been a while. Our... I uh, I was yeah. looking back trying to find blues for tonight, and I'm going back, going back, going back. Ton. I'm like, holy shit! Like, have we not recorded in almost a month? We gotta yeah, stop no, it's doing been a while. this. We recorded two weeks in a row to get our Christmas episode done because we wanted to get that out um, right. Christmas for for everybody, which hopefully right. everyone liked that episode. But um, I listened back to that episode today. I said it at the beginning of that one that this was my f- this movie reminded me of the Phantom of the Mall, and I had a feeling it was going to be a good episode. Mm-hmm. That was a damn good episode, if I do say so myself. James. The Christmas episode, <laughs> yes. I still need. To, I haven't listened. <laughs> it was to it a yet. fun listen. <laughs> it was a fun listen because the movie was just so fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the best ones usually. But um anyway, what's uh what else has been new in Jamestown? Uh it's been an eventful aside from COVID, it's been pretty eventful for me. I uh I think I talked a few weeks ago about how it was getting pretty close to the time to say goodbye to my old dog, uh my yeah, sheep yep. my Sheba pup. 
Um, mm-hmm. So we we did end up having to euthanize her, which was very sad. It's always sad to say poor goodbye Tima. to a pet. Yeah, poor I baby. Did, I didn't but get a she chance. was. Yeah, you didn't get a chance to come over and say goodbye one last time, which was a bummer. But uh, yeah, I you wanted had to. See, but luck, you had seen I her had more seen recently. Her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was I was lucky enough to see her when we were recording uh, over at your place. So, you know. Right. Yeah, that Bums, was bumsky uh, that I couldn't make it over. That was uh that was very hard. Um, I I took her by myself. I I just felt like, I don't know. I kind of felt like that was the right thing to do. I was sure you I was, started you started together and you're going to end it together. Right. You know. Yeah. Get it. Yep. So um, that was tough, and then uh, kind of unexpectedly, uh, we welcomed. Your wife is pregnant. We <laughs> we welcomed two new pups into the family. Oh, so she was pregnant. Yes. Now she's not. <laughs> yeah, she was. She was actually. We found out she was nine months pregnant at the time, and like the day after Tira was gone, we got two new baby human children. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't go to the pound. She went to Pound Town. <laughs> No, we uh, we we had been talking about whether or not we were going to get another dog, and and we decided that we would, and we didn't know when, and then we <laughs> so we decided today. <laughs> well, we found it. We found like we kind of we had been talking about breeds that we wanted. We decided on a breed, and then it just so happened that we found a dog that looked perfect for us, and then we called and inquired about it, and it just so happened that the dog was available <laughs> the day after I took Tira in. <laughs> So I was kind of like, oh my God, is this like, is this, can I do this? Like, what? I don't know if it's the right thing to do, but I thought about it a lot and it felt right. And um, so we ended up going to get this pup and then we found out that the only dog left in the litter was her brother. And we're like, yeah, if you're going to get one, why not get two? (laughs) So we ended up bringing home her brother too. So now we got these uh, two little pups. Living that with ex- us, and that's practically the exact same story as how I ended up with two cats. <laughs> we went, we went there uh, expecting to get one, mm-hmm. and then she's like, "Well, we'll split them up, but they're kind of dependent on each other, but they should be okay." And we're like, oh, "Okay, well, they'll be okay." And she's like, "And and and so Kristen's handling, you know, uh, Amelia, and she's holding her. She's like, "Well, so well, you're not doing anything. Do you at least want to hold the other one?" And that was game over. Yeah, like, it's like I held, I held her sister, and I was like, "Yeah, we're getting to." That's that's such a that's such a dirty move. They knew exactly what they're. Oh, well, oh you, yeah, she did. Yeah, just well, at least just hold this one while she's holding her, you know, and then. Yep. And yeah, then it's all over. Yep. Yeah, we were just we were we were looking at this other. So it's a male and a female. We were we were going to get the female, and and then we were looking at his little face uh, on our way there. And Aaron's like, yeah, he's just he's the only one left in the litter. Like you hate to break him up. And mm-hmm. so I called on the way. I was like, Have you had any bites on this other one? And they're like, Yeah, we've had a few calls, but nobody's followed up. And we'd love to keep them together. And blah blah blah. So I was like, Yeah, we'll take him. <laughs> and Did you say uh, it with that much enthusiasm. <laughs> no, we. I was very excited. It was just so un- unexpected, you know. And uh, sure. but I was very excited, and it was a very good decision. Like they, they really, um, um, probably like your cats. Like they're they're very, they're uh, very much a support team for each other. Absolutely. They, they play a lot. Like I feel like we see a side of her that we never would have gotten to see without him here because without him, she's so tiny and no, and that's timid. Yeah, dude, it's. Especially the fact that they're siblings. It's not even just the fact that there's two of them. The fact that they're siblings, they have like a a different bond almost. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, So what are their names? So uh, the little tiny one is uh, Birdie, like like little bird, like a birdie. Birdie. 
and uh, the uh, her much larger and more formidable brother <laughs> is uh, Brutus, the Galaxy Eater. Um, See, I was I was very excited because I thought you named him after my one of my favorite wrestlers growing up. It was one uh, of your favorite Br- wrestlers, Brutus. Br- Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, unfortunately not. I mean, Damn you can it. you can think that if you want. That's fine. Can we can we can we dress him up as Brutus the Barber Beefcake for Halloween? Absolutely. Do All I get right, a, done. Do I have to get him a little singlet or something? Uh, no, it's like, I think it's just like little tights and like uh like hedge trimmers. That's oh yeah, saying. done. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Perfect. Some tassels around his paws. <laughs> but uh, but no, they're very they're Yorkie poos, so they're very tiny. Uh, no, this one here is. Uh, oh my god, they're yeah, so cute. She's just she's just tansy tiny. She's two pounds, and and like I said, this formidable beast is four four pounds. So so yeah. So if everybody hears a little yipping uh, tonight, it's because they're down there with James because apparently they have separation anxiety. No, and, they don't. Uh, <laughs> no, they're they're more just so they're dicks and uh, they're like <laughs> they're like toddlers. They're like unruly toddlers, but they have the sleeping habits of infants. So it's like yep, yep. it's the worst of both worlds because uh, they'll they'll wake up and they'll run around and and kill each other for like an hour and then they crash and then they'll wake up. And need to go outside and bark and bark and bark if you don't take them outside immediately, or they'll just piss on the floor. And then um, it's kind of like me. So we were getting ready. I had gotten them. <laughs> I had gotten them to sleep, and I put them in their kennel. And uh, and then like right when we were about to start the show, I hear them barking up there, and I'm like, shit, mm-hmm. this isn't gonna go well. So now I'm just trying to get them to go to sleep on my lap, and I'm gonna that's fair. Put them in this little uh, makeshift pen that I made down here for them. I had a I had one of the cats in here earlier, but they kept jumping over to the box of goodies that you gave me to set my uh, studio up over here, uh-huh. and I was just like, "No, you're gonna get COVID!" Oh no! So I so I had to kick them out. I'm surprised that they don't go up on the shelves behind you and knock all your shit down because that's what cats no, do. No, they don't. They they go up over here. I don't know if you can see over here or whatever. Like they have this this is a thing that that they used to get on, but I accidentally knocked my um my money palm over in the bathroom and broke the pot <laughs> oh and no those are highly toxic to cats oh which is why we had it in the bathroom because we yeah. could keep it up or whatever and i knocked it over and broke the pot and now the pot that it's in is too big for where it was so it has to stay in here so they they come in here and they immediately go for the little palm and we've already had to clean up puke once from one of them because it upsets their stomach oh so, so it's not like it's not like kill you highly toxic it's just like if they make ate enough puke. of it if they ate enough of it, maybe. Yeah. Um, but luckily, she ate just enough to make herself puke, and she got it out of her system. But there's something about uh, animals that they're just drawn to the poisonous shit because I the, don't get it. These two. Well, in fairness, humans are too. You ever heard of black tar heroin? <laughs> Booting the black tar, and we're sitting here drinking beers, which you know exactly <laughs> is is for all intents and purposes is poisoning your body to make you yep. feel awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, but, uh, though, anyway got... what, uh, have you had anything else going on before we no, move not, on? Not a whole lot, man. Just you know, Christmas. It's been Christmas and New Year's, two holidays since we've last done this. Uh, yeah, Christmas was Christmas. New yeah. Year's was New Year's. You know. Yeah. New Year's, we stayed home and sat on the couch and we did a Zoom, uh, a Zoom thing with all the friends, which turned turned out to be a very good thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, potentially, and um, yeah, we just kind of took it easy. We've mm-hmm. been taking it easy, and um, yeah, I did, however, watch. For the very first time, Predator Two. You've never night. seen Predator Two. I had ne- I'd seen I had seen like parts of it, but just glimpses of it. Yeah. And I actually sat down and I watched the entire thing. A 
Predator 2 is a fucking great sequel. Yeah, it's awesome. It's fantastic. Yeah. Right? Because um, it's so different. I had no idea that Bill Paxton was in Predator 2. Mm, no mm-hmm. idea. Yeah. And remember that conversation that we were having before when I had watched, uh, where we had watched that one movie with Bill Paxton in it? Mm-hmm. And I was talking about how I thought Bill Paxton was sort of in the same vein as Nicolas Cage in terms of his choices and acting, yeah. and how he's kind of a basket case when he yeah. acts. And you were, t- you were asking me to give you examples of it, right? Mm-hmm. This is another one of those movies where mm-hmm. he's just batshit crazy. <laughs> like, he plays, like, he plays the Bill Paxton batshit crazy character the same way that Nicolas Cage plays Rage Cage. Right. Like, Paxton has, I don't know, there's no name for it. Like, he just, he, he, he packs, paxes it. Paxman. Paxman. <laughs> you get what I'm saying, though. Like he's yeah. like oh, yeah. his style of acting. He's crazy. Yeah, he's an absolutely crazy man. It's like it's like you could almost, and some people do, mistake it for bad acting, right? No, it, I I do believe. Do you know that I, if do you know what I mean though? Like I, a lot of I, people I do, think I do. A lot of people think Nicolas Cage is a terrible actor. Which no, he's not though. No, I. <laughs> Dude, I, got, new, I got some Nicolas Cage news coming up, his, which could which could go against this. By the way, is it about his new movie or not? Yes. His new movie looks awesome, dude. I don't care. It's gonna be. Oh so no, much no, fun. not that one. Another oh. one coming up. Yeah. Oh we'll yeah, there, yeah, though. that one. Yeah, I'm talking uh, about the uh, the unbearable weight of uh, oh what God. is it? the unbearable weight of incredible talent or something yes, like that. Yes, yeah. where he plays himself. Yeah, oh my dude, God. that movie looks so, like so much fun. That's um, not on our list this year, but fuck, that movie looks good. Yeah, it looks really good. <laughs> But uh, anyway, though, yeah, that's uh, that's all I've had going on, James. Cool, man. Well, uh, like, well, uh, I just you got it. You got it. Come on, come on, I, give it to me. Give it to me. <laughs> Let's get into some corrections from five and a half weeks ago. Stupid! You're so stupid! All right, James. Uh, we do have uh, a few corrections here. Okay. Uh, both from this week and from a year ago, since I just listened to the episode from a year ago. <laughs> Okay. All right. Uh, a, I was wrong. Sasquatch was not born in a stable. Who knew? Sasquatch wasn't thought, born in a stable? I thought I knew it. Turns well, out he wasn't. Well, what's your source for this? Um, The Bible. He was not in the Bible. Oh. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, that checks out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we talked about Rankin Bass last week uh, yep. and their a lot of their specials. Uh, they did, like dozens upon dozens upon dozens of specials for a mm-hmm. bunch of different holidays but they actually did 19 christmas specials specifically really? over the course of their run yeah wow. and uh a lot of them they're not not or most of them were all animated only a handful of them were actually uh stop motion which real quick did you ever watch the sequel to the rudolph the red-nosed reindeer i think so the one where he goes through time with the kid with big ears yes I had never seen this before. Yes, we you've never it, seen you know, that. They used to no, air we, that one almost as much as they aired the original. Kristen had a, a friend over the other night, and we were talking about it. And she's like, "You've never seen this," so we ended up watching fifty minutes of the. <laughs> well, that's how long it is. We watched the entire thing, and it was fucking amazing. Oh, cool! Never knew that existed. Yeah, doesn't um, he? The the kid like uh, flaps his ears and stuff, doesn't he? Or no, he he takes a hat off, and his ears pop out. He's, he's yeah. Never. It's about bullying again. Right. Super yeah. depressing. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Um, let's see here. Uh, we talked about Art Deco last week, and I was 95.5 correct about Art Deco. Okay. I thought I was 95.5% sure, and I was. Okay. Uh, I was also 
hundred percent sure about the Egyptian thing. And Wait, hold on. Something... Can you specify what were you ninety five point five percent sure about? Last last week ago, I'm ninety five point five percent sure that Art Deco was based off of Egyptian, uh, like Egyptian. Decor oh, and oh, stuff and like it that. is. Uh, I was 100% correct because, yes, it is. Oh, okay. Um, and I didn't know about this, though, but the influence uh, from Art Deco mostly came from when they discovered Tutankhamun's tomb. Really? And all the artifacts and the uh, artwork that was inside the tomb, that that was the most, like, that the, that point was where Art Deco was most influenced, was well, from how that. how interesting is that? Yeah, there's, um... That's cool. In Detroit, right down the street from where I work, there's an old ballroom that's just completely decrepit now. Yeah. But if you go inside of it, I've seen pictures from the inside, it is gorgeous and it's, it's like a art snapshot deco. of art deco from like the 70s and whatnot the really? 60s and 70s that's really and, cool and um and all over though you see like scarabs and cats and pyramids and like it's everywhere and it's super fucking cool um um yeah anyway, that's though. awesome i didn't i didn't know that i thought you were yep. just bullshitting me <laughs> uh no 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 um do you no, have anything no, from no, last no. week before i get into last year uh no i need to still listen to last week's episode no. even okay. though i've had three weeks to do so <laughs> You've had COVID. What the fuck are you doing? Uh, <laughs> watching documentaries. I've actually, yeah, I've been watching some really good documentaries. Uh, uh, one the that you, watching. yeah, one that you uh, recommended to me, The Alpinist, which is on. What did I watch that on? Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Alpinist, A L P I N I S T. Watch it. It's so good. It's fantastic. Even if you're not into rock climbing or, or alpine climbing, it's incredible. Dude. When he was climbing up the the practically the icicle. Oh, dude! The I he I was, lost my fucking stomach. This kid, this twenty. Like that's that's worse than anything that was in that Alex Holland. Absolutely, dude. This kid, way worse. And and when he was doing the 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 mixed climbing up that thing. Yeah, yeah. And like and everyone, he's free, and he's free soloing by the way too. No ropes, no nothing. Insane, insane. In, it's it's, 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 it's amazing. Nuts. It's and amazing. And it has the craziest ending that you'll that, ever that, see. Shut up, dude. No, no, shut I'm just up. saying crazy. I'm saying yeah, 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 crazy but you, you, you kind of <laughs> ruined it for me by saying that. <laughs> like, you well, shouldn't whatever. have said that. Um, um, okay, so from a year ago, uh, I did not keep my resolution from a year ago. Oh, Episode 219 was okay. uh, Drunk to Come 5. Okay. Uh, I said that I was going to travel outside the country last year. Ah. I did no such thing. <laughs> well, you couldn't. In fairness, I couldn't. Right. So, just saying. And then also... Um, yeah, well, did, we, uh, did I have a resolution last year? You did not. I didn't? No. I it think seems, I was the only one that said it. Seems like maybe you just weren't paying attention because it seems like if you would have said a resolution, I would have said one too. Yeah, but you're not good on the fly. You know? I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also last year we were talking about how everyone was going to get the vaccine and everything was going to be good, and uh, we were wrong about that. Because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, like I said earlier, still fucked. Yeah, well, it, hey. is, it is what it is. All right, James, bring us up to speed on what we're uh, drinking and what we're doing today. All right. So, of course, this is uh, the sixth year of A Shape, The Shape of Drunk to Come, which is our annual look ahead at the year, uh, the upcoming year. And some of the horror media that we're going to be getting in the next 365 days or so. Actually, at this point, it would be, what, 358 days? Um, And just some of the stuff that we're stoked about, some of the stuff that looks cool, some of the stuff that maybe we're not that stoked about. And, uh, (laughs) yeah, just have a good time, drink some beers, and talk about what's to come. Uh, And to go along with that... uh, uh, we decided this could not have worked out more perfect because you bought this weeks ago, wanting to use it. So I, I think didn't, you set yourself up. 
I didn't buy this. I got, I got it from my well, you dad. You got it from your dad. This yeah. is one of my dad's products. Uh, so, um, my my COVID experience so far has uh, not involved the loss of smell. Right, like a lot of people lose their sense of smell. Until yesterday at five thirty p.m., almost on the dot, I was walking through the house. I have my mask on, you know, just because I'm I'm not really able to fully isolate from my family so i'm i'm wearing my mask in the house and i could still smell everything up until this point and then all of a sudden i go to walk down my basement stairs and i sneeze inside my mask and i'm like (laughs) shit so i go and i like change out my mask and stuff and then i'm uh i go to wash my hands and i've got peppermint uh mrs meyer's soap in the kitchen and i realize i don't think i can smell that (laughs) And I, I put, oh no, you know what it was? I was cleaning out the, the rabbit's cage. The bunny cage, yeah. I was cleaning out the rabbit's cage and usually it's just like ungodly, you know, like the smell of a like you have a zoo over there. Yeah, well, well, it's just three animals, but they're, they're all, uh, um, oh, two kids. Well, oh yeah, I guess the kids count too. But, uh, usually the rabbit's, you know, pee bowl smells really bad, like ammonia. And I go, I can't smell that. And, and I'm like, that, that's not a good sign, right? And then I went and I did the peppermint soap, and I'm like, I can't smell that either. Shit. And I go, I just sneezed and lost my sense of smell. Like, it literally just, like, I sneezed my sense of smell out. And I wasn't, be- I wasn't congested or anything. So that's, that's the weird feeling. Like, sometimes during a cold, you'll lose your sense of smell. Mm-hmm. But it's because you're really congested. There was no congestion. No runny nose or anything like that. I just literally couldn't smell. And it was, which is, you know, that's the experience that a lot of other people are having. Luckily, uh, today my sense of smell is back like probably 70%. So okay. it doesn't, it doesn't look like I'm going to have the, uh, the long lasting, the experience that a lot of people have. Like my parents lost their sense of smell for like three solid weeks, mm. which would just suck. Like that would, that would be a nightmare. You know what yeah. I told, you know what I told Aaron today? Maybe had, I, like mustard. Cause I'm, I, well, that's the thing is like, I'm, I'm so, because my sense of smell was like probably back to 50% by this morning and 70, 70% by this afternoon, I'm tasting things, but they're, they taste dull. And Kelly, I'm like, what do you, what do you taste? I said, <laughs> things. <laughs> I said to Aaron, I said, Inside joke. <laughs> I said to Aaron, this must be what it takes. This must be what it's like to have like an unrefined palate. Not saying that I have the most uh, so refined. You felt like me for a day. <laughs> she looked at me and she's like, you have trash palate. And I go, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and it's, it's awful. I was like, I was like, this is ter-. in a way it's good because you, you can eat whatever you want and nothing tastes terrible. But I was also like, I'm, eating all this food that I usually find delicious and it's just sort of like, eh, like it's just food, you know? Um, sure. So anyway, getting back to the beer for this week. Uh, this is an interesting beer. It's got a really cool backstory. It's called Lost Palette from yeah. from uh, Goose Island, Groose Island. Well that, well, that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> uh, hold on, I took pictures of the box earlier because I gave you the box, so I need to pull them oh, up. I threw so, the box away. I figured oh, it was COVID-ridden. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, so from Goose Island Beer Company, this is uh, Lost Palette, a juicy, hazy, mango-y Ooh. IPA. Okay. Uh, it's 6.3% ABV. So the story behind this is Lost Palette Hazy IPA is dedicated to Johnny, a Goose Island employee, 
and his recent battle with cancer. Brewer Quinn and Johnny created this recipe after Johnny lost the ability to taste many flavors following his cancer treatment. He almost completely lost his palate, but mangoes and cinnamon were among the few things he was still able to enjoy. We're happy to say that Johnny is now cancer-free. This beer pays tribute to Johnny and the flavors that were never lost. So that's a really cool story. Sounds like Johnny's uh, in remission, which is, uh, you know, like the best part of this story. And um, Wait, Johnny? Johnny. Johnny? Johnny. Johnny, 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 poop pants. Oh my bands, god! Poop pants. Just no? you, ha- you have you have no taste, Mike, and and neither and neither did Johnny. <laughs> um, Look at that. So this is a hazy IPA with mango and natural cinnamon flavor, which is a really interesting combination. But I've had this beer before, and I think it's delicious. So well, James, here's to here's to you making a full recovery and getting your your palate back. Thank you. Hopefully, you make a full recovery. Cheers, bud. Yeah. I hope I do, too. Well, I can't cheers you yet because you're still pouring. Yeah, here. Cheers. Here. Cheers. Bing. Oh, careful. You're going to get COVID. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't touch. All right. Let's try this. All right. Mm. Oh, that's delicious. Yeah, I can barely it's taste very, it. It's <laughs> very... This, sound, this, this sounds weird. It's very soft on the tongue. Mm. Like, like So like soft it, on the tongue? No, but do you know what I'm saying though? Like, like, the, like the flavor's there, but it doesn't like bite you or anything. It's just kind of very like a velvety sort of like flavor. Well, yeah, the first time I, uh, the first time I heard or had read the can when I was at my parents' house, I I said mango and cinnamon. Like that's gonna really, that's gonna be a weird combination. Go fuck up my world, man. The, the cinnamon is <laughs> the cinnamon is there, but it's really subtle, and it actually yeah. works. It works with the mango really well. It, um, it kind of makes me want to, when I'm making mango leather, because I have a dehydrator now, uh, uh, when I'm making mango leather, I almost want to sprinkle a little bit of cinnamon on it. Hell yeah. Right? Yeah. Cinnamon. delicious. Cinnamon, and you know you know what else? Oh, dude, you should do... Have you ever dehydrated pineapple? Uh, no. Dehydrate some pineapple and put some of that tahine stuff on it. Do you know what that is? Ooh, I do. Dude, that stuff is so good on pineapple. I, I grill okay. pineapple sometimes and put tahine on it. I've put it on mango before too. You should try it. Try both mm-hmm. cinnamon and that stuff on mango. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, and then and then yeah, bring that, and then bring me some when I don't have COVID else, anymore. That's what else I got going on in my life since I didn't get to it before. I got the thirteen and one ninja fucking oven, dude. Hell yeah, bro! And that's the official <laughs> title that they sell it under. <laughs> it's exactly the thirteen and one ninja fucking oven. <laughs> <laughs> It's exactly what it is. Kick your taste buds in the fucking face. <laughs> oh my god. They should Do you know how many units they would sell if that was their tagline? Kick your like, taste it's... buds in the fucking face, you piece of shit. And get like Chuck Norris to do it. Like... <laughs> oh my god. That's uh, amazing. I would I would buy one tomorrow if that was their tagline. I would too. Well, I'd buy another <laughs> one. Buy another one. Oh, Actually, shit. I have another one sitting over here. Do you want one? Do you really? I'll sell, I'll sell it to you for $150. Do you actually have the same thing sitting right there? No, it's it's the smaller version of it. Oh, well, so fuck we you got, We got two of them. Uh, this one's cool, but it's like, not that anybody cares about this. Uh, the oven thing, though, it's basically like the width of a pizza oven. Maybe maybe a bit more. It's like that. So you can... That, f- that's as big as it is. So you can So you fit- can't really do much in it. Oh. You know? 
Yeah. Like you can do, you can do like pizzas and small stuff, but you like you can't like it shows on the box. There's like a full roast in there with a bunch of potato. No, you fucking can't. You cannot <laughs> fit a roast in there at all. You, like I open it and I'm like, nope. <laughs> you're, sp- you're supposed to put the roast in a plastic bag and smash it with a hammer first. <laughs> <laughs> like you do with a good sub sandwich to kind of crush it all together. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but if you want it, I have it here. We're trying to sell it. So. Yeah, I'll, I'll take a look at it. 150 is kind of steep, man. Well, you know, it sells for 300. So. I'll give I'll give you 30 bucks for it. So <laughs> sold. All right. Well, that's what all we're right, drinking. Jim. That's what we're talking about. Let's get wait, wait, into the... wait. What are we talking about? Um, movies that are coming up. Oh yeah, that's right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. What the fuck, dude? Interrupt me. Let's get into the bleed feed. The bleed feed. (laughs) All right, James. Yes, Michael. Happy, uh, happy first news of 2022. Happy News Year, right? Happy News Year. <laughs> Let's start with a bunch of stiffs. Oh, my God. <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, in, mm. in fairness, it's nobody that anybody liked, in fairness. Like Betty White. Who, yeah. who knows who Betty White is? <laughs> who even knows? Uh, you know what? I can't even say that and like, be, be okay with it. Fuck. Betty White dying was a bit of a gut punch. I thought she was going to live forever. I honestly, God, I thought she was going to live forever. It's it's um, so funny, like how in the past probably decade, there's been like this resurgence of like oh, everybody's always loved Betty White. Like, sure, sure. I don't know if you watched Golden Girls when you were younger. I watched uh, Golden not Girls. religiously, but I've seen it. Yeah, I watched it a lot with my grandma. Um, like her her character her character on that show Rose, like just how Rose. <laughs> just how ditzy and cute she was like she was always my favorite she was so funny um but there was this huge resurgence in popularity for betty white in like the last 10 15 years and it was really weird like young like young people started idolizing her you know what i mean oh yeah it was really she bizarre was amazing oh yeah i mean this, she, was... she was this old woman who had like the the soul of like a 20 year old mm-hmm. like she like loved life so much she was on some of the comedy central roasts like as one of the oh, comics was, on the dais, she and was, she was always fucking hilarious, dude. Oh yeah, like so oh, yeah. good. She was. Um, she wasn't uh, shy about getting raunchy and stuff, which was. Cool. Oh no, she loved it. Like yeah. I, especially in her older age, I felt like like that was kind of her edge. Even though everybody sort of expected it from her because they kind of sure. knew that that was her shtick. It was. It was never not funny. Right. Like I rewatched the SNL skip with her and. Uh, uh, Keenan Thompson, where they did the scared straight. You know what I'm talking about? You've seen that one? I haven't. No. <laughs> it's it's uh it's uh oh god, what's his name? Um it's three it's three guys are basically in like the principal's office and they bring in two people from the scared straight program to to, to whip them into shape or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um and uh who's the, God, why well, can't I think of his name? Who's the guy that does like the um uh, he does the he reviews the clubs, you know. Uh, oh yeah, uh, Stefan, the guy that plays Stefan. Yeah, uh, uh, why Hader. can't I think of his name? Is it Hater? Hater? John? John? John Hater? John Hater? No, it's John. No, isn't Hader. John? Isn't John? No, it Hader. is Hater though. It's Hater. <laughs> What's wrong with us right now? Isn't John? Ha- John Hater is uh, is Napoleon, Napoleon Dynamite. Dynamite. <laughs> no, but Hater though. Hater is the right name. Bill Hater. Bill Hater. Is it Bill yes. Hater? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he was yeah, in yeah. It. 
it's him and uh, a couple other guys that were there. And then like Keenan Thompson and his grandmother, Betty White, walk out and they're the scared straight guy. It's fucking hysterical. They just like they 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 scare them straight by reenacting the or telling the story of their lives. But it's really just like the Wizard of Oz or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. or like It's fucking it's hysterical. I gotta check and Betty that out. White. Betty White just saying the word ass a couple of times in that skit just fucking steamrolled <laughs> over everything. It was so good. But uh, anyway, though, Betty White died at the age of 99, which is crazy because there's a lot of magazines and everything else that was already released about her turning 100. Oh, And weird. she died before she hit 100. 17 days short, I think. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so, uh, so th- no doubt those are going to be collector's pieces. Yeah. Wow. Um, but anyway, though, like I said, she died on December 31st at the age of 99. Rest in peace, Betty White. You are a fucking legend. Ledge. Um, speaking of legends, uh, John Madden. John. (laughs) Now here's a guy. (laughs) (laughs) No, here's a guy that knows. Uh, John Madden, uh, one of the greatest football coaches, broadcasting people to to ever do it in the game. I know this isn't horror related, but it's fucking John Madden. It's sports related, which is not Mike's wheelhouse. It's not my wheelhouse. (laughs) I'll let you take this one then. Uh, Why? I don't know. You're more sportsy (laughs) than me. (laughs) You don't you don't have to you don't have to really talk about the sports side. Everybody knows who John Madden is. Okay, fine. Yeah, he had a couple of video games named after him. I'm not sure they made much of a splash, but uh, a couple of those. Uh, he was 85 years old, uh, and he died. See, on that's this... the way that that's that was the way to do it. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> that was it. Uh, he died. Uh, I actually don't have a date. Here. I think he actually died. He. I think he t- died in 2021. But he it's did been die. it's he been did. since we recorded last. He yeah, died on he, uh, December 28th. Okay, so yeah, the article is from December 28th, and it said that he died Tuesday morning. I wasn't sure if the 28th was Tuesday or not. Yeah, I, th- yeah, I think um, that was the day. I actually, full disclosure, I didn't even know that John Madden died before 10 minutes ago when he told me. Oh. I had no idea. I didn't even hear oh, about really? it. Oh, really? Did not even hear about it, um, which is crazy, because like I said, dude's a fucking legend. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, rest in peace, John Madden. Jesus. But you you also, I, you don't watch the news very much, right? Uh, and not, and, not and you also you do, and you probably. also don't pay attention to sports, so those are kind of the two places. Oh, I don't watch the. Did you just say not as much as me? I don't watch the news. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Then. <laughs> all right, uh, moving on. Then rest in peace, John Madden. Uh, and then lastly, I mean, these are all legends this week. Uh, oh, sorry. One thing that we didn't mention: Betty White had the greatest single role ever in one of the greatest crocodile <laughs> movies ever, Lake Placid. <laughs> If one you have of, never one, seen Lake one Placid. Of the, one of the greatest crococentric <laughs> movies yes. in history. Betty White in Lake Placid is pure gold. It's amazing. Uh, yeah, sorry, I had to put that in there. Um, also who died at the age of 94, Sidney Poitier. Poitier. Uh, Poitier. Uh, he was, I know him best from In the Heat of the Night, the, the movie In the Heat of the Night. You, you may have well just said Poitier just then. <laughs> Poitier, sorry. Sydney, Sydney Sydney, Poitier. Sydney Sydney Poitier. Yeah, Sydney Poitier. Uh, yeah, a legend, another legend, legend. obviously. Yep. Um, Uh, he kicked the doors down for black actors, and like, like was well, he was like one of the first to win a big award, wasn't he? An Academy Award. Uh, yeah, he won. Yeah, he was the first. He won. He won won an Academy Award. Um. Yeah, I remember. He first, yeah, he was the first black performer to win in the best actor category, uh-huh. which was huge. Just landmark. Yeah, I remember. Is it was it uh, was it Denzel Washington? 
Denzel Washington like always had the way he would talk about Sidney Poitier and like what he did for what he did for black actors was always sure kind of moving to watch because he just like he had so much reverence adored, for him he adored the man yeah. absolutely yeah yep. um total legend how how did he die i mean uh, he was, no 90, was 94, he was 94 probably I mean, yeah he, he died because it was his time i mean right. that's that's all there is to it yeah um but yeah i hope we see a denzel uh sydney poitier biopic because that would be fantastic oh that'd be cool that'd be very cool and yeah. I, can, I can think of no other better person to actually play that role you know Mm-hmm. Um, I've always okay, let's. I've always thought he's good because Denzel's kind of soft spoken. Sidney Poitier was really kind of soft spoken too. Oh yeah, they got the same sort of mannerisms and stuff like that. I think it would absolutely. be really good. Yeah. Um. Okay. Let's get into some news here. Um. Amazon's "I Know What You Did Last Summer" the series. Uh, we were excited for this when it first came out, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then it came out, and we realized. Boy, this is this is not good at all. It's 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 pretty fucking dismal. Uh, well, it's been canceled after one season. <laughs> so, oh no! If if you were a fan of the series, uh, a go fuck yourself because you have terrible taste, and uh, and b everybody should be happy because it was absolutely atrocious. Um, speaking of, I know what you did last summer, James. Yeah. It turns out that Freddie Prince Jr. Is 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 uh, is going to be making a new horror movie? He has not made a horror movie since I know what you uh, since I still know what you did last summer. Really? Yeah, that was Come his on. last. That was his last foray into the horror genre. Probably should he put it. Probably should have been his last movie altogether because it's <laughs> kind of a shit actor. Well, did you know that he was a writer for WWE for a while? I did only because you've told me so many yeah, times because yeah, you're such a nerd. Yeah, yeah. I am. Yeah. Uh, on January 3rd, though, he put up a tweet that said, I've wanted to make another horror movie ever since I Know What You Did Last Summer wrapped. Uh, I never found the right one, but I think this year it's going to happen. Now, in nice. fairness, he he has done Scooby-Doo, which is you know horror-centric. We always talk about gateway horror, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, Scooby-Doo has always been that was my gateway. Like, as sure. a kid watching Scooby-Doo, that set me on the, on the, the path of spooks and specters and all that stuff, uh-huh. you know? Um, but you know what? I'll watch him in another horror movie. I think it'd be cool. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think it'd be cool. I like seeing these old guys kind of coming, but not, he's not old, but like guys from like the, the pivotal movies from when we were growing up, like those, those early 2000s, you know, uh, uh, ensemble horror movies, like for as as shitty as most of them were, yeah, they hold this weird reverence in my head. Yeah. I don't know why. So seeing him back behind, uh, as a lead behind a horror movie again would be kind of cool. Yeah, so, I would check I, that um, out. I uh, just to interject real quick, speaking of ensemble movies from the early 2000s, 2000s yep. did you end up watching that documentary, the 24 by 36 one? Oh, yeah. No, I, I watched it before Oh, you'd, you. you'd seen that before? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just, uh, it, it made me think about the... Uh, <laughs> It made me think about the the transition from like awesome hand painted art to oh yeah the early two thousands was like r- when you really started to see the the floating heads with the picture down below and the mm-hmm. title of the anybody who hasn't seen anybody who appreciates uh, um, poster art and cover art um, for movies go on YouTube and look up twenty four by thirty six the documentary it's really good. Yeah, anyway, it's awesome. Sorry, if you're in like the Mondo in. art and all that kind of stuff, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a very cool watch. Absolutely. Um, you ever you ever heard of a movie from 1984 called The Mutilator? It's a slasher. Yeah, I have. I've never seen okay. it though. Neither have I. 
ironically enough, I actually got it for Christmas this year. <laughs> oh, so did you? I, really? have to, I have it to watch now. Yes. Cool. I've wanted to see it forever. I've just never had access to it uh, nice. in terms of like disc or anything. Um, well, uh, th- weirdly, this week it was announced that the Mutilator Two is coming out. So many years later, the original director, <laughs> uh, Buddy Cooper, is returning to write and direct it. Wow. And then also uh, Terry Kaiser. Excuse me. Ooh. This uh, this lost palette is doing a number on me. Jesus. You all right? Uh, yeah, I'm good. Uh, Terry Kaiser, Damien Maffei, uh, Ruth Martinez, and Bill Hitchcock uh, are all from the original. They're coming back to star in the sequel. Wow. Uh, with with, like I said, with the original Buddy Cooper directing. Very cool. And uh, Alexander Taylor, who is a new person to come onto the scene here uh, for this movie, uh, he said in a statement, I'm so honored and excited to be a part of the Mutilator franchise. It's one of the best parts uh, of this is the fact that Buddy Cooper is back. It's rare for a legacy film to have the original writer and director come back, so you know it's going to be special. Buddy and I already have some cool themes and wild ideas for the score. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Oh, I'm sorry. Al- Alexander Taylor is the, uh, he's going to be scoring the flick. Oh, cool. sorry. He's not, uh, not an actor. He's, he'll be scoring the flick. Score. But I'm always, I'm, I like this though. I love it when these movies from like the eighties that were like super well or not well known, mm-hmm. like they have new life in this day and age for people to find them and stuff. I love that. It's kind of yeah. cool. Yeah, um, for sure. Now, now in, in, this is just me talking. <laughs> the sequel's probably going to suck. <laughs> <laughs> So what though? <laughs> They're never usually that good. Well, you've return never returned to Sleepaway Camp, which is like that was the return to Sleepaway Camp after years and years and years. Yeah, it was just fucking terrible, awful. Like not, I don't know. I mean, maybe w- I'm being a like, dick about it, but would you actually? Would you want it to be a good movie? That's a fair point. You know That's what I mean? A fair point. You know it's what I mean? Reputation to uphold, right? Yeah, like like <laughs> if yeah if you got a like if you got a shitty horror movie from the '80s and. Like if you're remaking it and you want to do a remake that's good, that's one thing. But if you're coming back for a sequel, you can't make the sequel better than the original. True, that's true. I mean, you can. I but, mean, you can. But like, you can and and I and I appreciate just, it when they do that. But just don't. <laughs> you know. <laughs> basically, basically, you suck if you're not as good as the original. But we're also telling you, don't be better than the original. Yeah, just don't. <laughs> Because I don't know, you kind of like if 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 the original was schlock, you kind of want to see schlock again, right? In the in the immortal words of John Madden, these guys are conflicted. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice callback, right? Okay, speaking of uh, main cast returning to things, uh, it's been released now, James, that the entire main characters are coming back to Evil Dead, not Rise. But Evil Dead, the game. Really? Yeah, we've been excited about this new Evil Dead game coming out. And uh, Bruce Campbell took to Twitter. I think it was Bruce Campbell. Somebody took to Twitter. Maybe it was just Evil Dead, the game. But uh, they took to Twitter, though, to say that not only that Campbell is coming back. check your sources. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. Not only is Campbell coming back, but Alan Sandweiss is coming back to play Cheryl. Marcus Gilbert is coming back to play Arthur from Army of Darkness. Cool. The main... uh, King Arthur guy. Uh, Richard uh, Demancor, who is uh, Scotty from The Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. Ray Santiago, who played Pablo, and Dana De Laurentiis. Uh, both of them are from Ash vs. Evil Dead. Awesome. So you have all these original people coming back, including Betsy Palmer and Teresa Tilly from Evil Dead 1. Awesome. Everybody from every film and series is coming back for voices for this, and that's amazing. That's really cool. Um, if nothing else, it just proves how much people love the series. <laughs> Mm-hmm. They absolutely how how big of a part it is in their life and how honored they were to be a part of it to come back to do this. I'm, and I'm sure the paycheck was nice, <laughs> <in fairness. laughs> but uh, I'm still stoked on it. 
I'm gonna have to buy a new Xbox just to play this game because my know, Xbox friggin' died on me the other night. I was thinking about I was reading so an article on Bloody Disgusting earlier about like uh fuck like top forty horror games coming out in twenty twenty two and I'm like, man, some of these look so sick. Like mm-hmm. I, I have to buy a next gen uh console pretty out. soon. Dude, they're all coming out. Well, you're two you're two behind. I'm I'm two or three behind. I have an Xbox 360 still. Get an Xbox One, you're gonna be okay because the Xbox Series X and the PS5, mm-hmm. they're impossible to get a hold of. So well, all these games are gonna come out for the older one. Yeah. And they and they all but, cost like seven or eight hundred dollars. Well, that's the thing, is like I, I don't uh I don't game that often. So if I if I do, I want like I want the top of the line thing that I know that I'm gonna have for the next like ten or fifteen years, right? It's fair. So well, I might as well just one. I might as well just wait it out. If there's even like an opportunity for me to pre order like an X uh what is it, the Xbox X series. I don't, I'm I'm almost thinking about switching over to PS five. Well dude, no, they're out. That's the thing. You just oh, can't fuck. get them. You well, just yeah. can't get them. Well, yeah, right now probably with all the yeah. is it is it because all the supply supply chain shit, or is I have it just, no idea. Or is Maybe. it just popularity? Maybe no, it's or, not popularity. Or a, or, a, or a mix of both. Like you, oh, it's the. Uh, is it is it like the is it same with laptops? Like you can't. There's a lot of a um, lot of like. Oh, that could be it. Like you can't get uh, you can't get uh, motherboards and stuff for laptops because sure. they all come cars, from China. It's the, it's the same thing for the cars. The the, the micro the, the chips that come in the cars now the brains right. of the car. Right. A lot of uh, car dealerships only have limited stock because they they can only get a limited amount you know per shipment. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway yeah. though. Anyway, I can wait it out, but yeah, I'm excited. Little, yeah, for sure. That sounds awesome. Okay. Uh, I only have one more piece here. So James. What is new on blue for 2022? I'm going to tell you, and that was like, nice oh, rhyming. That oh, was thanks. that was thanks, really man. fun, really awesome. I did, I did it myself. It's a really good day. <laughs> All right. Uh, available on March 8th from Grindhouse Releasing is the 1977 film Death Game, coming to Blu-ray as part of a deluxe two-disc set with 2,000 exclusive meat cleaver units, which will come, <laughs> which will come with an embossed meat cleaver keychain. By the way, uh, Meat Cleaver Unit is my new nickname, in case anybody <laughs> wants to know. When, when you get uh, your new Xbox Series X, that's going to be your gamer tag. Meat Cleaver Unit. <laughs> uh, the set will include a new 4K restoration from the original camera negative, new commentaries, a 24-page full-color booklet with rare photos and liner notes, slipcover featuring art by artist Dave LeBeau, and in-depth interviews conducted by Eli Roth, who actually remade death game in 2015 under the title knock 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 it's pizza you free fucking pizza (laughs) have you ever seen that movie i have yes it's one of the best it's one of the best it's actually maybe one of the only keanu freakouts i've ever seen because he's always so cool free fucking pizza (laughs) you sucked my dick you fucked me it's free fucking pizza So awesome. Uh, all right, next up, Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City, will hit shelves on 4K, Ultra HD, Blu-ray, and DVD on February 8th. The 4K and blue will include three new featurettes that clock in at a whopping 20 minutes total, wow. which is awesome. <laughs> wow. And five collectible poster cards featuring original artwork from winners of a worldwide fan art contest. And if that's not enough, the release will also be coming home with you in... St- Stunning 
steelbook packaging. Oh, oh the first steelbook of 2022. First steelbook. Oh, it's so Making hard. My balls blue. Oh, it's so hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, shit. Hold on. I'm trying to make this bigger because it's hard to read, and now I just lost you. <laughs> are you looking down at your crotch? Dog, where are you going? <laughs> That's that uh, surgery you had to postpone, wasn't it? It wasn't yeah. your surgery. It was your cock surgery. <laughs> <laughs> to make it smaller, maybe. <laughs> All right. Last year, a Blu-ray release of the 1986 classic The Hitcher, starring Rucker Hauer as the title character, was confirmed by UK company Second Sight Films. But unfortunately, the idea of a 4K restoration was out of the question because the original camera negative had gone missing. Uh, well, according to Second Sight, now we, quote, track down the original camera negative and we will be doing a full restoration for a 4K and Blu-ray release later this year. I wonder how oh, yeah. that kind they, of shit... They they couldn't find it the first time, so all you schmucks that bought it the first time are going to have to buy it again just to get the 4K. Do you you think that's <laughs> what it is? I don't know. <laughs> no, Second Sight's a small company, though. You think they would pull that kind of shenanigans? Yeah, kinds they're of a small company. They need, they need more stuff to sell. <laughs> that's true. I don't know. I don't know. No, I, 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 doubt, I doubt that it was that, but... Like the uh, the idea of like tracking down original camera negatives and like finding them stored in fucking salt mines and stuff that stuff kind of fascinates me. I want to oh, yeah. I want to learn more about that. It's really it's, it's really an interesting thing. It's crazy to me that the salt mines are where a lot of the stuff is stored too. Well, it's because it soaks it's up the weird. moisture. It's no, I, it? I understand the science. It's just weird that that's where it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's very bizarre, but super like, super interesting. Like the Detroit salt mines run so far and wide that beneath our feet right now could be like a lost film that no one shit, know. dude. Like Troll Three. Start digging in your backyard. We're gonna dig to the salt mines. We're gonna find them all. Maybe maybe that's where Thanks Killing Two is. Oh no, <laughs> no, those have all been destroyed, um, except for one. <laughs> All right, uh, last but certainly not least here, Jason Reitman's Ghostbusters Afterlife will be headed to 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray and DVD on February 1st, which is exciting, but even more exciting is the announcement of the Ghostbusters Ultimate Collection, which will be dropping the exact same day, which seems weird, like competing... February 1st, right? Yeah. Uh, It will be loaded with extras, including an extremely rare 114-minute preview cut of the original film, which is said to include alternate takes, additional scenes, early effects, and more. Yeah. Uh, other extras. I, I need this in my life. <laughs> other extras from the original Ghostbusters will include uh, two scenes of commentary by directors Ivan and Jason Reitman, eight unreleased audition tapes for the role of Dana Barrett, uh, a 90 minute documentary about the making of Ghostbusters and the history of the franchise, over an hour of raw dailies, and the full TV broadcast version of the film featuring alternate alternate safe tv takes so there's um, three versions of the original movie basically yeah 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 there's I, the yeah there's the original cut there's the uh i need this in my life James. what did they what what the hell did they call this the preview cut and then the tv cut and then for ghostbusters 2 you've got similar scene commentary by the reitman's 19 uh 19 never before seen deleted scenes and more and then Jesus uh Christ. and then for afterlife it's uh Pretty, Probably all the same stuff scar- going on the other. Pretty scarce on the yeah. It's just couple couple. Uh, <laughs> did you? Well, there's a documentary, you, so, right? Yeah, there's a 90 minute documentary. I mentioned that for, about for uh, Afterlife, right? Oh, is there? 
I know there. I know that there must, is a documentary have, for Afterlife. Yeah. Oh, okay. I must have missed that part. Uh, in the in the the trailer because they have a trailer for the release or whatever. It does talk. It shows like Danny Aykroyd talking about the new movie and stuff yeah. like that. So there definitely is some sort of a making of on that. But did, uh, but did yeah. you see the Did you see the drama that went down with uh, Paul Feig or Feig? Paul Feig? Paul Feig needs. Is to it understand. Feig or Feig? It's Feig, I believe. Feig, yeah. I don't know. I just said Feig, so I don't, who knows? Um. Paul Feig needs to understand that, like, this box set is a timeline box set. These three movies well, canon. go together. Right. Yeah. yeah. These three movies all go together. His movie has nothing to do with these three movies. Well, and he didn't want it to have anything. Like, he specifically said when, when Answer the Call came out, he said, we didn't want to rely on the original movie to, for this movie. Like, this is but a stand But now you want to rely on the this release This is a standalone movie. Yeah, like, his whole... His I'm sorry, dude. Like... His I, whole, I, I like uh, Paul Feig and all, but like, fuck off. Oh, dude. I do too. I do too. But his whole meltdown on Twitter seemed just sort no, of, know, it, was, it was kind of pathetic. He's, he's um, butt hurt because his movie didn't do well. It's as simple as that. Which I like that movie. Yeah, it, it was. We, inter- we both watched it. Was, it. We did it, it for was the entertaining. Show. It's, it's, it was it's inter- good. Yeah. It was entertaining. It's not like, a bad movie. Right. But it didn't, it didn't, it didn't belong in this set, really. Did you see no, what they did, though? Did you no. see what they did? They find, they, Sony caved and they're, they're including, they're including answer the call in this set as a digital download. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, it's, fine. It's, we'll add a piece of paper to it. Yeah, it's like that's like such a that's like such a that's almost worse than not it having your movie because because now you're just an afterthought. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like why not it just worse. why not just push to get a really sweet uh like a really sweet 4K release. Of your own movie with all there, sorts of cool extras thing. and stuff like that. There is one. Oh, is there's there? a really sweet uh, box set for Answer the Call. Yeah. Oh shit! Like, what do you? Yeah, no, it exists. What are you complaining about then? So yeah, I, I I don't know. Maybe it wasn't released in the states. Who knows? But I know that it exists. Right. Okay. I just, yeah. I just thought I thought his little Twitter meltdown was just like I don't know. It's ridiculous. I thought it. It's I thought it was a bad look. Yeah, but I agree. anyway, that's uh, that's it for blues. All right, cool. Last bit of news here because we are over our news time. Uh, oh, this shit. is uh, the Friday the Thirteenth saga between you know the court case between uh, Sean Cunningham and Victor Miller uh, is over, James. <laughs> yeah. It's officially over, and it ended with Victor Miller once again owning the rights to his screenplay. Right. So here's the thing. Um, there's been no really that uh, no one's like uh, according to Larry Zerner, who's been on top of this whole thing. Uh, nobody has done anything since it's it's done. The time has come and gone, which means Victor Miller owns the screenplay again. That's all there is to it. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the thing: Victor Miller can't really do anything with that screenplay without Sean Cunningham. Right. They have to work together in the future right. to bring anything. So hopefully they just put this whole this all the shit behind them and they just okay, fine, this it is what it is. Let's just put everything in place it needs to be put in place and let's make some let's make some movies. Right. I hope to God that, <laughs> there that was, happens. There's a little there's a little Freudian slip there. Let's make What'd some money. <laughs> it, it sounded <laughs> like you said, money. let's put this whole thing aside and let's make some money. Money. Uh, <laughs> let's make let's make some movies. But no, but I mean, but for real it's though, the same thing though, you know. But for real though, like there is so like I know that it's not the most important thing, but there is 
there's so much uh there is so much money for both of them to be had if they would just work together well and and i get that i get that that's not what it's all about it's about it's about the love it's about the art so setting those feelings aside that's that's the real problem here is like they're both so passionate about about the character about the story that the the money doesn't matter to them no whatsoever well, I mean, which, the money which does is matter because that's why they were fighting so much because they know the royalties are great but here's the problem uh larry zerner goes on to say in his twitter post about this whole thing he goes can victor and sean just each make their own separate movies not really because victor only owns the u.s rights and only to the first script and sean owns adult hockey mask wearing jason but can't legally use him in a movie without victor's permission it's complicated. So Sean Cunningham owns the character of Jason. Right. But cannot use him without Victor's permission because Jason was referenced, I'm assuming, at the end of Friday One. Right. So it's like, yes, he owns the hockey mask look and all that, but the character itself technically, it's it's the whole thing's fucked up. They have no choice but to work together from here on out. Yeah. They have to. Right. They absolutely have to. Yeah, um, this so, this whole thing has been so convoluted. For it's it's just like, man, I remember I remember it's been going on forever too. Oh, like yeah. I I remember listening to the Laughing Horror podcast. Kyle Laugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, rest in, rest in peace. Not <laughs> rest in peace to the Laughing Horror podcast. I remember him. Uh, basically like laying out the whole the whole case uh and this was god this had to be at pretty close to the beginning of our podcast so like oh, yeah. six oh, yeah. years ago definitely was. and it was going on even long before that this thing has been going on for so long it's like guys come on just fucking just just, just work together. together a little bit you know <laughs> it's like how hard well, is all- it Here's the thing, though. I I don't blame Victor Miller at all, though. Like he wants the royalties. He wrote no, that. yeah, That's his story. No. I don't blame him at all for that. Yeah, I get that. I get that for sure. Um, so anyway, though, uh, it's over. Hopefully, there's more Friday Thirteenth on the horizon, and that is your bleed feed. Right on, right on. So I'm, I'm, uh, trying, that, I'm trying that new for 2022. Does that does that work? No. And that is your bleed feed. No, I didn't like that at all. No, no. Right. no. I'll go with something new next week. No, it's not a good style for you. <laughs> Um, <laughs> leave, the, leave the over-the-top stupid shit to me. Um, so uh, we're going to take a quick break here. And... Oh, fuck. No, I'm oh. sorry. Okay. I missed news. I'm sorry. This is, this is way late and uh, whatever. We have some stuff to cut out. Hopefully it won't be that late. We I were just... talking about Nicolas Cage. I had some news about Nicolas Cage and his upcoming movie. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I had my shit in the wrong order here. I missed it. Almost missed it. Sorry. One more piece of news here. Okay. Um, it, we, we talked last time about how Nicolas Cage is playing Dracula in mm-hmm. the Renfield movie coming up. Of course. We now know where he's getting his inspiration for Dracula from. Yeah. And this is f- <laughs> fucking exciting. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Quotes from Nicolas Cage's own mouth. He goes, I looked at Bela Lugosi's performance, and then I looked at Frank Langella's performance, Cage said, of the 1931 and 1979 films, also nodding to Gary Oldman in Francis Ford Coppola's 1992 version. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is all from Bloody Disgusting, by the way. Um, Coppola is Cage's uncle. Uh, he goes on to say, I looked at Gary's performance in Uncle's movie. He calls him Uncle. That's, that's fun. 
That's really weird. <laughs> it's weird. The Uncle's I movie. Hope, That's bizarre. I hope, that, I hope that Gary's performance in Uncle's movie, which I think is just so sumptuous, every frame is a work of art, he said. Uh, he goes, I want, to, I, I want to pop it in a unique way from how, it's, uh, how I've seen it played, he noted. So I'm thinking to really focus on the movement of the character. You know, I saw the movie Malignant, and I thought that what she did with those moves, even with movies like Ringu, you know, Sudoku, I want the look that we can explore with the movement and voice. He point? wants Dracula to move around with the crazy chick from Malignant, <laughs> and then the and then the, the the ghost chick from fucking Ringo. What? So, somebody's gonna put the kibosh on that. They're gonna be no like, way. no, no, they won't. It's no Nick Cage. Nick. No, they won't. They want the rage cage. They oh want the God. crazy cage. I don't like. Whatever, dude. I guess do you? I'll watch it. I'm, of I mean, course, do you I'm gonna watch Malignant, it. Though. And yes, how like, crazy she moved around. We thought it was like Valdo. Picture yeah. Nicolas Cage acting like Dracula, moving like Valdo. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, it just, my brain doesn't really compute it. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, Dracula shouldn't move like that. I don't know. No, not at all. Like that's that's Morbius shit. Like you watch the you watch the Morbius trailer, and that's the way he moves, kind of. <laughs> But that makes sense because it's a Marvel character. I don't know. But like I said, I will watch the hell out of it. Oh, oh, same, same. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm just excited for it. Okay, I'm sorry. We can go on now. And um, yeah. Oh, can we? Or, <laughs> yes. Do you have any more news that you need nope, to slip in? Or okay. I'm, I am good to go. All right. So we're going to take a break here. When we get back, we're going to talk about uh, the year 2022 and how awesome it's going to be. Dude, people are going to And how get, we're all going to be able to go back to our regular lives. People are going to get the vaccine. Everything's going to be great, you know. Yes, it's going to be awesome. And then where's by this the, and then by this the time meteor? this by <laughs> this time next year life will be normal again. Yeah. And like we, and we won't be normal doing, normal. <laughs> and we won't be doing corrections about this particular sentence or that particular sentence on next year's show. You know we will. Throughout this, you'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. But uh, yeah, hey, it's 2022. Like I've said a million times already tonight. Yeah, dude. Have Are you, you looking to... forward to the new year? Uh, yeah. As long as uh, as long as everything's cool. As long as things know, hold out. <laughs> I hope people stop dying. I hope you know things kind of go back to normal. That would be dope. But um, I hope I hope that you stop getting COVID so that we can do this in person again. Hey, man. Hopefully, this will be the one and only time this year that I get it. <laughs> Yeah, until that Francais. Oh, no, not the, not the Omicron. Ah, the French. <laughs> it's, oh, wait, it's, I guess it would be like, oh, oh, macaron, like macaron. Oh, macaron. Macaron. Uh, oh, macaron. I think they're, uh, what, what do they have, like a president or a fucking uh, prime minister? Isn't his name actually Macron? 
Ah, uh, maybe. I don't fucking know. I think his name is Macron. I don't pay attention to them. Because <laughs> the French are bastards. I don't know. Come on. Come I don't on. Know. The French All right, are assholes. So, All right, go ahead. Like we said, it's 2022. It's a brand new year, which means we have a whole whole litany of movies coming out. A lot of these you guys have probably already heard of. Maybe some you haven't. Who knows? Um, but we're going to start, James. I'm going to start with not, not a movie, but a TV show. Oh. <laughs> because I'm very excited about it. Okay. Uh, this is a movie, or, or I'm sorry, this is a TV show, rather. Called Archive Eighty One. Archive Eighty One. Have you ever heard of this? No. So this is. I thought be you were going to tell me all of the things that you're talking about <laughs> before we did this. Nope. So this is going to be on Netflix starting January Fourteenth, and this is the story of a guy that gets hired to uh, basically restore a bunch of uh, VHS tapes, like mini DV tapes, mm-hmm. that were destroyed in a fire, and it's his job to restore them back because the family wants them whatever he's hired by this kind of shady character and it seems like as he's restoring the film he's uncovering this crazy like supernatural event that happened Mm -hmm. which explains why he has to do it in the house that in their or not the house but in their secure location they can't be moved from there it has to be done there yeah and it's this guy's crazy trip through restoring these tapes and seeing what's seeing the footage and like him getting embroiled into everything that's going on, it looks so fucking you, crazy. So did you say supernatural? It's, it's I'm I'm looking at it, it now. Looks, it's, it, it looks, looks like supernatural. An investigation into a dangerous cult. Well, yeah, but but there's weird shit that happens though. If you watch the trailer uh, for it, it reminds me of like sinister slash VHS oh, slash shit. like uh, uh, there was another movie I thought of earlier, but like yeah, very similar to that though. Cool. is what it reminds me of. Yeah, and I'm super into it. Uh, see, January fourteenth is right around the corner, so see, it's, it's, this is very soon. It's better if you share this information with me beforehand, because then I would have been able to watch <laughs> the trailer and get hyped up about it, like you. But do you, do you want to pause real quick and watch it? Yeah, sort of. Okay, okay, we're gonna pause. All right, dude, how good did that look? Uh, yeah, that looks cool. Really cool. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, was I right about the vibes though? Kind of like sinistery, kind of. Uh, yeah, not with quite the as old footage and all that. Not quite as dark, you know. Like okay. so, like uh, definitely, definitely some of the same vibes, but like it, the overall feeling of it doesn't feel quite as dark to me. I just like the idea of going through footage, not knowing what you're gonna find. And I like that a lot like, too. Yeah, it's a very, very, very cool, uh, uh, cool synopsis. So I'm into it. It's uh, like right. a very spooky idea too that you'd be sitting in this remote location by yourself going through tapes that you don't know what's on the tapes. Uh, like that's right? a spooky that's a spooky concept to me. Yeah, right? Yeah. Right? Yep. Especially um, in a creepy place like the way he's doing it. Yeah. Ugh. That's what I'm saying, like a remote location all by yourself having to go through these old mini DV tapes. Yeah, that's yeah. scary. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh what do you got next? So, I might I might snipe one of yours here. Because oh. uh, this one is, I think, probably... Are we going, like, the thing that we're looking forward to the most? I'm just I'm just kind of picking off my list. We have probably too many on my list to even get to. I'm just kind of picking and choosing. So just do what you feel. Well, the movie that I think that I'm probably looking forward to the most is The Northman. Oh, that was probably my most looked forward to movie on here. Um, my most looked forward to movie. Yeah, there we go. That makes sense. <laughs> it looks it looks so good. I Dude. love 
I love I love Norse uh, like Norse centric movies. Uh, anything having to do with like um, yeah, like 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 Vikings or that time period or or anything that has to do with Norse mythology. Yep, that kind of stuff. I love it so much. Dude, and yeah. this movie uh, looks fucking intense. Like I love a good revenge tale. Like revenge tales. Dude, hell are, yeah. It's so amazing. For, for those that don't know, I actually have uh, I actually went through and actually have descriptions for all these movies. Uh-huh. Those are the ones that, that I'm talking about here. Okay. So The Northman is an epic revenge thriller that explores how far a Viking prince will go to seek justice for his murdered father. Like, that's pretty fucking epic because Vikings are crazy to begin with. You have a Viking <laughs> with a vendetta. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, <laughs> this movie was directed by Robert Eggers, who did The Vovich and The Lighthouse. Uh-huh. So you know it's going to be fucking amazing. And that's the other thing Robert is Eggers. Robert Eggers is so, uh, like, he he does so much research in preparation for writing and directing his films that, like, going into you, them, you, you know that, like, is if there's if there's any place where he can add in historical accuracy he's going to do it like if there's it's, any place where he's going to go to to the absolute limit to make sure that something is is accurate to the time period he's going to do it and i don't know he's fucking awesome dude you're nothing if not consistent because we talked about the northmen last year Oh, did because we? It was, because it was it was announced last year. We didn't know if it was coming out this year or not. We had yeah. no idea how things were going to pan out. Uh, and you said the exact same fucking thing. Did I really? You're like you're like Robert Eggers. He goes so deep into his stuff and blah blah blah. Like, well, it's true it's, though. The same thing. <laughs> it's like, true you're, though. You are nothing if not consistent. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, I didn't even remember that. So I, I'm glad that I'm consistent. It's true though. Um, like, oh, it's, absolutely. It, um. The Amazing. Northman comes out. Uh, it comes out April twenty second, so yep. it's not terribly far away. Uh, it's starring Alexander Skarsgård, Anna Taylor Joy, Willem Dafoe, Ethan Hawke, Nicole Kidman, Bjork, and James, our favorite of the Draculas, Klaus Bang. Oh, dude, Klaus Bang. Klaus Bang. But the, <laughs> the just the fucking the best name ever. It, it's That's the best name. Uh, also, Half Thor uh, Bjornsson, the mountain that rides. Oh, is he, is he in it too? Yeah. Oh, Rel, shit, nice. Ralph Ineson's in it, who was... <laughs> Ralph Ineson, who was in The Vavitch, uh, and, <laughs> yep. and was just amazing in that role. I just watched Ready P- Player One the other night for the first time, mm-hmm. and he for has a... For the first a vi- time? Yeah, for the first time. What, Wait, you've what? never you've never seen the movie? Ready Player One? Yeah. No, I've read the book like five times, but I've never... F- I'd never seen really? the movie. Yeah. Okay, we got to talk afterwards about this then. Oh, okay. Um... <laughs> But, but he play, he's got a small role in Ready Player One, and it's like so. After seeing him in this movie, in in the Vivich, and just like how serious and how amazing he is in that movie, and then to see his, he basically plays like this, just this white trash hick in <laughs> in Ready Player One, which is hilarious. Um, but yeah, this cast looks stacked. The movie looks, looks incredible. Amazing. The trailer looks epic as. Fuck. Epic like, as it looks fuck. So amazing. Did you dude. notice like, at the end of the trailer that the girl who's like doing a battle cry and she's like riding toward the camera? She's she has braces. Super hot, right? She has braces. Oh, not super hot then, because maybe she's. <laughs> Did she? You think well, no. So? That's okay. Are, are you looking I, at I'm the gonna... Are you looking at the IMDb right now? No, I'm not. I'm if not. you Should pull up the IMDb for it, the where it Go says on. play trailer off to the right, it's actually her face. Like, in my. It might be a guy, actually. I don't know if it's a guy or a girl. I, I honestly don't know if it's a guy or a girl. 
Um, because I don't know which character this is. But there's they're wearing, no part of me that they're wearing no braces. There's no part of me that thinks that he would not. Oh, what the fuck? They're wearing braces, like pretty clearly, right? Unless it's supposed to be some sort of like dental jewelry, like some like, you know, like. Oh, you know what? It maybe could be. maybe it... people of stature back then, like like I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and say this. in their teeth or something like that. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say this. Robert Eggers is way too meticulous to let somebody with braces be a Viking. That yeah, that's gotta be. It's gotta be some sort of. It's gotta be yeah yeah it's gotta yeah. Be. That's what uh, I, right. I that's what I thought, right. but it looks like braces, which is really bizarre. You know, it does. It absolutely <laughs> does. Um, but yeah, that movie weird. that movie looks fucking incredible, dude. I'm so All stoked right. for it. Next uh, up uh, on my list, James. Yeah. Is and this movie doesn't actually have a release date, but I am so incredibly excited about it because okay. I just watched Predator Two, so I'm on the Predator train now. Oh yeah. Uh, Prey which is the new prequel Predator movie coming out uh, sometime summer of 2022. Yep. There's no actual date for it yet. Uh, this is the origin story of the Predator in a world of the Comanche Nation 300 years ago. Uh, Naru, a skilled female warrior, fights to protect her tribe against one of the first highly evolved Predators to land on Earth. It's fucking Predator versus a First Nations person. Yeah. How amazing is this? Yeah, looks awesome. Like, like the fact that I just saw Predator 2... And I'm thinking back to like the first Predator. I love the fact that all of these sequels they take place in like a different time period. Uh-huh. It keeps the entire franchise fresh and good, and every movie is like different and unique in its own way. Yeah. And I'm so beyond excited about this. It's directed by Dan Trachtenberg, who did Ten Cloverfield Lane. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's got his own pedigree. Like it's just I'm just fucking pumped on this. I think it looks so good. Aside from all that, like the cover, I know, I know that we've talked about this on the show before, maybe yeah. even last year on this very show. We did uh, not. The, the cover art is so dope. Like you see uh, Nauru, um, like in a in fog, like in a mm-hmm. foggy forest, yeah, with her with her bow and arrow, and then just just barely visible in the background, you can see the shape of the predator and like in his little red laser cannon up on his shoulder. And it yep. looks so dope. Um, yeah, the dichotomy between, between you know, like between somebody who hunts using the most rudimentary, uh, the most rudimentary tools, but also probably some of the most advanced skill in hunting versus a creature, a, a creature who is the ultimate hunter. Like I think it's gonna make for such a badass movie. Oh, dude, I agree hundred percent. Um, very did, you ever, did you ever see one. Apocalyptico? Yes. So the mag- fu- it reminds me of <laughs> that a lot. The Magwar. The Magwar. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it reminds me of that a lot, and like, I, it's like, it's like, it's like Apocalyptico mixed with the Predator, and I'm, just, I'm fucking there. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Yes. Looks, All right. What's looks next great, for you? dude? Uh, next up for me, this is I'm, I'm not bringing this up necessarily because it's on, you know, my, my top watch list, but uh, I kind of wanted to get. I wanted to get, we might discuss this for a few minutes, so I want to get your feelings on the trailer for the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre. How you feeling right, about it? So, so the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre that comes out uh, February 18th of this year, um, I the, the trailer didn't sell me as much as I wanted it to. The trailer looks like a very run-of-the-mill like studio-produced horror movie to me. Mm-hmm. 
That being said, it's being produced by, and the story was written by Fede Alvarez. Right. And I know what Fede Alvarez did to Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. And I have, I, I, based on that pedigree, I, I can't not believe that this isn't going to be good. Okay. Now the director David Blue Garcia never never seen anything from him before, so I have no idea what his directing style is like. It's because he's never directed anything before. Yeah, well that's fair, <laughs> but he's under a watchful eye of not only Ramy Campbell, Tapered, all those guys, but yeah. also Fede Alvarez. Like he's under the watchful eye of the greats. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't believe that he's gonna fuck it up. I really don't. I uh, yeah I. I, I, I just don't, I would I, I would I, I would hope not. Oh it's God, just, I'm so I'm, dude, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. What? I'm sorry. He's under the watchful eye of Fede Alvarez, Ramy Taylor, oh, said... Campbell. I'm looking at I'm looking at Evil you're Dead looking, Rise. Are you looking at this. your next? You're looking at your next movie. <laughs> I was yes, but, but the point is though, he's under the watchful eye of Fede Alvarez. Fede Alvarez knows what he's doing. Right. There, I I feel like like on principle, I can't not believe in this movie. You know. Yeah, I just I plus it's old man Leatherface. Well, and that's we, the thing is we've always wanted to see old man Leatherface, that, and we got old man Leatherface in that in, one sequel. In uh, and that movie hell? sucked. Yeah, that movie Texas did Chains- suck. Texas Chainsaw. Um, that movie sucked, but the character of Leatherface was awesome. Yeah, yeah. So put that character in the capable hands of people that can make a good Texas Chainsaw movie. I don't know. I'm I'm here for it. Again, yeah, like, I'm, as long I'm as we don't get any uh, do your thing, cuz as long as we don't get any of that shit, we're, do your uh, thing, cuz <laughs> I'm definitely looking forward to it. It's just, it's yeah, Fede Alvarez. The fact that he's signed on is is promising, but like the director's never done anything before. Uh, as far as I know, the writer, this Chris Thomas Devlin, the guy who did the the screenplay, has yep. never really done anything else before. Um, and then just like the vibe that I get from the vibe that I got from the trailer, I was just like, ah, I don't know. Yeah, it just, no, I agree. It just with you. didn't it didn't grab me, you know? Yeah, it wasn't what I wanted it to be. So there's there's a bit of a reserve going into it just from that. But like I'm I'm going into it just fuck the trailer. I want to like this movie. I'm gonna. I'm going into it wanting to like it. So but we'll I guess see what happens when I come out. I'm looking now too. I mean, so it's felt Fede Alvarez wrote the story and Roto Roto Sayegas I've never known how to say it. so there <laughs> uh and and he he uh he was a writer on um Don't Breathe Don't Breathe Too Evil Dead yep. uh, so it's definitely like just he knows with the, how to write a just story. with the two of them being there it's promising but I don't know I just maybe I'm not feeling the trailer I there's something about the trailer that kind of rubbed me the wrong way Yeah no no when I watched the trailer for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game I was like, that looks pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, it's Kane like Hodder I was, is, I was Kane Hodder as Leatherface. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I watched, I watched, I th- I think I watched them back to back. The trailers for the this movie and for the game, and I was more excited about the game than I was for the movie. Okay, you know what I mean. Okay, no, so, I I definitely get it. We're gonna have to do this when it comes out because we've already done the retrospective on the rest of the oh yeah Chainsaw for sure movies. So we're gonna have to continue it, right? Right. Yeah, that just makes sense. Yeah, and I hope, um, I hope, I hope, I hope, Cuz does his thing. I I hope so. I hope to just God, not, just Cuz not does in those his words. Thing. <laughs> just not in those words. All right, um, what okay, else you got? Well, 
since I brought it up, I'm going to bring it up again. This is another TBA movie. We know it's going to be out sometime this year. We just don't know when. And that is Evil Dead Rise. Nice. I am beyond excited about this. Um, Lee Cronin directed it, who did Hole in the Ground, which is a movie we both loved. Yeah. Um, yep. So I'm excited about that. It's the twisted tale of two estranged, estranged sisters whose reunion is cut short by the rise of flesh-possessing demons, thrusting them into a primal battle for survival as they face the most nightmarish version of family imaginable. Oh, and James, no. I thought that was Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Now, I'm beyond excited about this. Every time I hear the whole the Evil Dead crew talk about this, I'm mm-hmm. more excited about it. You know, it's 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 definitely a straight horror movie the way that the Evil Dead remake was. It's got family involved, which family horror is always more creepy than anything else. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm down for it. I, I want to see what they're going to do with it. I mean, obviously being a huge Evil Dead fan, you know, I'm going to be here for it no matter what, but... I'm really excited. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm. I'm really excited. The uh, the description for it saying that it was you know uh, when we when we were talking about it a couple months ago that it's going to be a little more heavy you know as far as the the subject matter goes like yeah um, they even implied maybe that you would see you know loss of children and stuff like that which is it's heavy uh, and and. I feel like it's going to be a good mix between what Fede Alvarez did with Evil Dead and what Raimi does with Evil Dead. Well, you know what I mean? And the fact that, yeah, and the fact that it takes place, though, in a city, too, which is a completely different location. Like, I want to see what Evil Dead looks like in a Skyrise, which is exactly where this is. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm pumped for it. Like, I, it, listen, it, it could fall flat in its face. I'm I'm very well aware of the fact that this could not work out the way that they expected it's, to. It's gonna but, be it's gonna be like Die Hard and The Exorcist mixed together. Yeah, kind of, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> um, that being said, though, I'm I'm into it because they've not let me down yet. You know. No. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I think that uh, I think that let's just fucking get on with it already, though. Yeah, <laughs> they've I agree. been talking about it for so long. I agree 100%. Cool. Uh, Well, moving on to the next movie, uh, another one that I'm very excited for. I'm excited, and also I'm I'm going in with like a a little bit of uh, trepidation. Just a small amount of apprehension. The new Scream movie, which Ah, I I think looks amazing. I just um the like the something about the cast. That rubs me the wrong way. Like I, How so? you know, I don't know. You know what's you know what's weird about like I I feel like they're trying to I feel like they're trying to create the vibe of the old ensemble casts of the early two thousands, the late nineties well, and early two thousands. Dude, the nineties are back in a big way. Without so. without pulling it off though, there's something mm-hmm. about there's some and 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 maybe I'll completely because here's the thing. Going into going into Scream, the original, back when it was the original. Sure. I didn't really know any of those actors. So I went into it completely blind. I mean I knew like who Nev Campbell was, right? And that well, was probably that was probably the only thing it. that you knew is that she was the hot chick from Party of Five. <laughs> right, right. Well, one of the hot chicks from Party of Five. <laughs> um and, and I think that was probably the only person who I her and her and uh, um, why can't I think of her Monica from from uh, 
Courtney from Cox. Friends. Courtney Cox. Those are probably the two people who I knew in the yeah. movie, right? So yeah. I'm thinking about this in terms of like, oh, I love Scream so much. I love that whole ensemble cast. Like every single one of those actors is is great. But I didn't know who the hell they were when I first saw the movie. So maybe I just need to see this movie and get to know these actors and like get to know the cast and then I'll and then I'll love it. But like it's it's like when I'm watching the when I'm watching the um trailer for the new Scream movie, every time every time uh Sydney or Dewey or uh or um what the hell Gail is on screen, I'm like, ah oh, yes, awesome. And sure. then every time they show the new kids, like the new ensemble, I'm like, <laughs> like who gives a shit, dude? I hope all of them like, fucking die. Who are these <laughs> fucking SoundCloud rappers? <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like I, no, and, I agree and, with you. And it's probably just because I'm, you know, I'm ignorant to You're who old they. And jaded. Exactly, I'm ignorant to who they are as actors, and I'll probably watch the movie and I'll get to know them as as actors sure. and as this ensemble, and I'll probably end up loving it. But I'm well, I'm going I, into it with a bit of cautious, you know. Uh, I felt the same way about Scream Four. And I ended up loving Scream Four. Yeah, that's so. That, that's I, the thing. I, did, like, I, I feel did. like I, I I hear what you're saying and I get what you're saying, but at the same time, we went through this already once. Uh, with but Scream, Scream 4, so. but Scream Four had a lot of like the ensemble for Scream Four included a lot of actors that we already knew. True. You know what I know. You know what I mean. Like Hayden Panettiere, uh, one of the oh, I know her. W- one of the eighty five <laughs> one of the eighty five Culkins. I don't remember which one it was. <laughs> It was either Rory or... I think it was uh, Rorak. Rorak Colton. Rorak Colton. Colton. <laughs> a- um, who, wait, who the hell else was it? Uh, Lucy Hale, which I was, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't super familiar with her, but I knew who she was. Sure. Um, Anna Paquin, even though she Hold dies on. in the beginning. Kristen Hold Bell. On. But, like, it was nice. They were only in the beginning, but it was nice to see them as, like, like sure. familiar faces. I just... When I watch the trailer for the new Scream, I I get really stoked about all the familiar stuff, and then when I see the unfamiliar stuff, I'm like, who gives a fuck, <laughs> you know? But that's well, just the that's movie, just me being a dick. The movie's directed by Matt. Uh, let's see if I can get this name right. Matt Bettinelli Opin Olpin and okay. Tyler Gillett. Um, they directed Ready or Not, which Ready or Not is a movie that I've actually held off seeing because I've wanted to do it for the show. But I know so many people that love that movie so much that like those directors are are already kind of like in a good place for me. Isn't Ready or Not the movie with Samara Weaving? Yeah, yeah. I thought, I still I thought not, you'd no. I thought you'd seen that movie. No, no, I've not seen it. I've been waiting to do it for the show. I've wanted oh. to do it, so I've not seen it. But like, I feel like that that movie is kind of like um, that movie's kind of like. You know it's good. You just haven't experienced it yet. You know, right, right. Like, 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 like when you were in high school, it's like, oh yeah, you know that, you know that chick's good. <laughs> I haven't been there yet, and I know she's good though. From you know, all these other people that told me, and, and I probably never will be. Let's on, and let's <laughs> I be honest here. Never will be. <laughs> um, but no, like I've heard so many good things about Ready or Not though that I feel like this movie's in good hands with these two. Yeah. Um, and and I like the idea that it's twenty five years later. You know, like it's it's the anniversary. It's I feel like they do that every the anniversary always kind of seems like the catalyst in these yeah. movies um i but do whatever i'm into it you know? yeah and, and i I'm do like it. there's a the beginning of the trailer i love like because dewey dewey calls up after they show uh the girl from i love david arquette dude after they show the girl do. from uh you season two 
mm-hmm. get get offed by the killer. Uh, um, I, sh- I shouldn't have said it like that. Get killed by the killer. Well, um, she got offed. She got off. <laughs> um, uh, he made calls. Her, made her he scream. He calls up. <laughs> he calls up Sydney and he says. He says, "Do you have a gun?" Come on, that was good. Yeah, 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 yeah. He calls up Sydney and he goes, "Do you have a gun?" And she turns towards the camera and she goes, "I'm Sydney Prescott." Of course I have a gun. I was like, yes. That's so fucking 90s, but I loved it. Um, yeah, yep. dude, I like my my stoke level is higher than my my cautious level on, my, on this. My so. stroke level is higher than your cautious <laughs> level. <laughs> my stroke level is significantly higher than my stoke <laughs> level. So there's really I'm kinda all over the board. <laughs> make some Campbell soup over here. Oh my god. <laughs> Yes, baby. All right. Uh, let's move on. What do with you got my, next? With my Courtney Cox. <laughs> it's starting to get a little dewy in here. <laughs> <coughs> you're giving me oh. COVID through the mic. <laughs> yeah, you're damn right I am. I love how these oh dogs God. I love how these dogs have already learned how to sleep through me being a total <laughs> asshole. Like they are just passed right. out. Let's let's move on here. Um, oh, here's a movie that we've been looking forward to, and I feel like it's been ever. It's been forever since it's been, it's been ever. Uh, forever. Um, the New Mutants. <laughs> That's. Uh, oh wait, wait, wait. That was actually released. No, last it, fi- year? it finally happened. Oh shit! I'm sorry. It I'm finally sorry. I just, happened. I just copied and pasted because I figured it was uh, still. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, okay, uh, here's a movie that maybe. Might be good, might not. Mm-hmm. Maybe we need to break for a trailer for this. I don't know if there even is one. Okay, but I'm excited about this. I love a good lion movie. Oh, dude, I know so, what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So there's a movie coming out in August of this uh, of this year, August 19th, called Beast, and it is starring Idris Elba. Mm-hmm. And it is about a father and his two teenage daughters find themselves hunted by a massive rogue lion, intent on pr- uh, proving that proving that the savannah proving. is. Proving that the savanna is but one, has but one apex predator. Idris Elba is an is like the Denzel Washington of our generation. Idris Elba, of, Idris Elba, in terms of like black like black actors, I think like Idris he's Elba, like the cream of the crop. And I and I I say this or actors I, in general, but you know what I mean. I say this as a married man. Idris Elba is the sexiest man alive. Yeah, goddamn right. <laughs> Um, I, I think, love movies I think he about was actually, lions too. I think he was actually voted sexiest man alive a couple years ago. Um, um, I love movies true. about lions. Like lions creep me out. Like Ye- being stalked by a fucking big cat by a is big one cat. of the scariest things in the world to me. <laughs> That's why I, I love the Ghost in the Darkness so much. I know like, it's this. So it's so fucking creepy. I know this fact about Mike firsthand because <laughs> we where the fuck where were we? <laughs> it was. Brian, was it Brian? No, uh, no, it was, it was your bachelor party. It was mine. Party. It, was it was my bachelor, bachelor party. party. <laughs> we were like, we were in mid Michigan, mid Michigan. Yep. So you know, like not in the sticks at all. And we yep. had rent, we had rented a cabin in the woods, as one does, as thirteen do, or however there, however many uh-huh. there were of us. And of course, me and Mike, uh, because we are who we are, we ended up staying up three hours past everybody else, and we decided let's go just take a walk down this dirt road for a couple hours and see what happens. Well, I said, I got some knives. I got some flashlights. We'll just go. And this happened 
by the way, this happened again at PJ and Brian's uh, bachelor party. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And it, and in that time, we were in a a suburb. It was still like surrounded by woods, but it was a suburb. And Mike was so petrified the entire time that we were being stalked by a big cat. <laughs> <laughs> you were so fucking on edge. Like every time you heard a, a twig snap or something, you're like, "Oh fuck, that's dude. it. That's the fucking puma." <laughs> where do you Could get this? Us? Where do you get this idea that you're being stalked by a big cat at all times? Like I don't understand I don't this know, fear, dude. I don't know. It it just always creeped me out. There's I like don't know why. there's like twelve mountain lions in all of Michigan, and they don't give but a shit about but they're you. They're here, dude. I will say this though: of all the big cats, mountain lions are the sketchiest. Because Dude, yeah, they they, they do they do stalk like purposely stalk people. Well, so specifically do people. It's fucked. so do leopards. Leopards are one of the uh, one of the rare uh, big cat species that will actually hunt humans. Luckily, there's really? no leopards in Michigan. I don't think. Yeah. But but uh, but yeah. I just make wallets out of them. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, beast look uh, sounds at least to be amazing. Like, yeah. I don't know. Any big cat movie, like even the really shitty ones. What was that one movie we watched? Burn don't call Bright. that. Sh- don't call that shitty. That movie was awesome. No, 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 no. You love that Bright movie. Was great. No, Burn Bright was great. I'm talking about the Nick Cage movie where he is on a cruise ship with a a tiger on the loose. It's fucking awful. What? I don't think I've seen that one. <laughs> it's new too. It's like it's Rage Cage, Eric Cage. Um, uh, it's just yeah. not good. It's just not good. It's Nicolas Cage plays a um. Uh, he's a uh, big game hunter, and he yeah. traps this like big ass tiger to bring it to somebody, but it gets loose on this cruise ship. But the whole movie is about that. Yet you never see the tiger. <laughs> it's fucking terrible. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. It's fucking awful. Uh, Inner Jaguar. Uh, Inner Jaguar. I just uh, is it called Primal? Yes. Yes, it is. Oh hell yeah, dude! I'm gonna the watch that. The opening scene, the opening scene of that of the tiger attacking Nick Cage, basically up in his tree scan- stand, yeah. is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life because the oh, CG dude. is so bad, and Nicolas Cage is just rage caging it, and oh, it's fucking amazing. I can't wait to watch that, dude. You this need looks to. like it's, on, it's it's free. It's on oh, one of the services. I'm looking at a screen cap from it. This looks like Rage Cage before he, because I I feel like in the past. Oh like, no, couple- this is well after. This was well after. This just came out like last year, dude. Oh, just last year? Last feel, year or two years ago. I feel like yeah. he doesn't look I feel like he doesn't look very fit in this. And like he's well, he's yeah, he's fat. He's fat and old. <laughs> well no. Like I feel like he's I feel like he's gotten a little more fit in the past couple years because he's been thrust into the limelight a little more with all of his amazing roles he's been I mean, doing. Maybe. maybe. Um Yeah, dude. Uh I'm always in for a big cat movie. Uh Idris Elba is incredible. Mm-hmm. I think uh you've been dying to do Ghosts in the Darkness. On our show I have. forever, I have. so I I feel like once this movie comes out, which it says it's expected August of 2022. All right, so we got we so, got a little bit of time. But we got a fine. few months here, but we will uh, we'll definitely if this comes out, we will definitely uh, work this into a, an episode with uh, Ghost in the Darkness. Absolutely. All right, what do you get next? Uh, let me pull up my list. Sorry, my phone locked on me. Uh, next up, I am I'm I'm pretty. St- I'm pretty stoked about. I know that we talked about. I, I think we've been talking about this movie for the past two years. I'm stoked about uh, Morbius. 
Yeah, same, same, dude. Um, uh, this I feel like Morbius is the new New Mutants. It just keeps getting pushed back. <laughs> like, yeah. like it's supposed to come out January twenty eighth. We're gonna get it's uh, it's January 9th right now. It's gonna be two days before release. They're gonna push it back like, seven seven months. It's now this happen. now this one was was this one originally supposed to come out like early early twenty twenty one right? Yeah, yep. Um, they've just kept pushing it back, and it's been completed for so long. Mm-hmm. Right, so why do they keep pushing it back? Is it just because of COVID? They wanted to make yeah, sure they want the sales. Well, and here's it's a, the thing: it's a comic book movie. They want it to do well. Here's the thing now: like with uh, with Spider Man doing what it's done, uh, I think now now is well. I mean, maybe not now because it's like numbers are going way up, but Spider Man fucking broke the box office. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it the bi- was it the biggest Marvel movie ever? No, what was the biggest mo- end game? No, I I probably. have no idea if it was the biggest. I know I mean, that it was fucking it, super well. But. It broke it broke like a billion within like a week worldwide, or something. Worldwide yeah, world. Well, yeah, I mean, it's still, a billion worldwide though isn't it's, as big of a deal as it used to be. It is. It is when you consider that most other movies haven't been doing Let's shit see. in the last couple of years. Highest you know what I mean? Grossing Marvel movies. Let's see here. <clears throat> but it is when you consider that other other movies haven't been doing shit at the box office, right? In the last couple of years. Fair. So, fair. Um, but yeah, Morbius looks really good. The uh Yes, uh Spider-Man No Way Home is number 4. It broke uh 1.4 mil uh billion. Yeah. Uh however, the two the three biggest are Avengers Endgame with yeah. 2.7 billion. Yeah. Uh Infinity War with 2 2 billion. Right. And The Avengers 1.5 billion. Right. So basically, but, but if you consider yeah. if you consider that all three of those movies had the benefit of being released to full full audiences, wide release all over everywhere, right? Yep. And and like people, there's still a lot of people who are apprehensive about going to the movies. Sure. Right? Um I think the fact that I think the fact that uh No Way Home has done so well is uh is pretty wild no but, i agree uh so morbius though back to morbius though uh biochemist michael morbius tries to cure himself of a rare blood disease but he inadvertently uh infects himself with a form of vampirism instead now and is it we all know is that it, uh, jared leto is a fucking vampire right of course yeah cult I mean, leader vampire rock star jesus vampire same thing Right? Brooding, brooding teenage heartthrob. I mean, <laughs> oh, Jesus, Jesus was also that. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, the heartthrob. Um, yeah. uh, this, this movie. movie was... go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go, go ahead. No, go, go ahead. Go, go, go. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, is it really inadvertent him him infecting himself with vampirism? No, because like no, of stand, he does. He standing standing there and letting a whole fucking swarm of bats. I don't know what a swarm of bats is called. What are they called? A swarm. James. Is it called the murder of bats? That um, swarm. Is it swarm? swarm. <laughs> I don't think it's swarm. Um, but it's not. It's it's not inadvertent. Like a bushel of bats. A bushel. A whole <laughs> bushel of bats. Whole bushel. Um, of bats. I I really like. I didn't really know much about the character of Morbius, honestly. Uh, mm-hmm. Growing up, like I, I wasn't. I was never like soup like super heavy into comics, and the ones that I did buy were always weird ones like Sludge and stuff like that. But um, sure, I like this character. I like the. I like that they kind of show the. Uh, 
like they they make it pretty clear in the trailer that there's like a there's sort of a um a a battle raging here because uh he's a good guy but also he's a bloodthirsty monster. Yeah, so well, it's very much it's very much Frankenstein. Uh Frankenstein's yeah. monster. Yeah. If you think if you think about it, it very much is. He's he's not a bad guy. He just has tendencies. Doesn't make you a bad guy. Doesn't make you a bad guy. Yeah, no. I love I love this idea that he's he's a hero and a, a villain kind of wrapped into one, which yeah. I suppose would make him sort of an anti-hero. I also love the but, fact that they're roping in Michael Keaton's character of the Vulture into this movie. That's what I was going to ask which, you. Was that which he's, ropes he's, in? Yeah. Okay, so he's playing so the now, same character. So Michael Keaton now, as the, as the Vulture, has been in. Venom. He's uh, been in obviously the Spider-Man movies. He's mm-hmm. now going to be in Morbius. They're really branching all this shit together, and I'm I'm here for it. I I think it's great. Speaking of different, Venom, different companies kind of crossing, opening that forbidden door between companies. You know what I'm saying? Speaking of Venom, I love the I love the part at the end of this trailer when the guy like the guy goes to stab him and he stops like he stops the knife right before it stabs him in the chest, and the guy goes, "Who are you, man?" And, and he goes, I'm Venom. And he flashes his vampire face really <laughs> fast. And he goes, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Dr. Michael Morbius at your service. <laughs> just when he I says, love it. I think it's Just great. when he says, I'm Venom. I, <laughs> I still think that Jared Leto sucks. Uh, I'm I'm over Jared Leto. Um, You're over him? Why? I just... I said this. I said this last year because I just re-listened to my last year's thing. Oh, and I, I hold okay. true to this. I hold true to this. Jared Leto is one of those guys where he's done so many movies that I've loved mm-hmm. that now when I when I see him in movies because of his personal life stuff, because of his band and everything else, I have a very hard time seeing him as the character he's supposed to be playing. Mm. I just see Jared Leto mm-hmm. and I just see a douchebag. That's all I see. That's all I see. So it's 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 very difficult for me. Like 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 Leonardo DiCaprio, for example. I love Leonardo DiCaprio, right? Yeah. But it's very difficult to watch a Leo movie now and not just see Leo. Yeah. When he was younger, you could see him as part of you know he was he was enve- uh, you know enveloped into the character envelope. No, yeah, he was, I, uh, I see that. Into the character and everything else. Now I, see that. It's I like just when, see Leo. I well, like I just see Tom Cruise. I well, just a, see. Well, it's especially whatever. and the the co- like the common the common factor that all the people that you just mentioned, uh, Jared Leto, uh, Leo, Tom Cruise, they're their persona outside of music kind of overshadows what they do. Sure. You know, that's like, what I'm saying, like, though. like there are, there are people who have the same status as, uh, as these guys who you can still, you can still go see a movie with them and kind of get wrapped up in the character that they're playing. And it's yeah. because in, in the real world, they're a little more quiet. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. I think it's these. I think it's these guys who, in the real world, they're well, they're they're the person who they are uh, overshadows their work. Which it is also which it is, also bleeds through their work too, though. That's the thing. Watch Jared Leto in a movie like Panic Room, mm-hmm. like Panic Room with Jodie Foster, is yeah. fucking incredible. If you want to watch like, an amazingly claustrophobic, like terrifying home invasion movie, I like Panic Room. Panic yeah, Room. Good. Panic Room's amazing. Mm-hmm. And Jared Leto in that movie. He's a character. Like mm-hmm. he's not Jared Leto playing a character. There's a difference. Yeah. 
every time I see him in a movie now, it's like, oh, okay, that's Jared Leto, and this is the character he's playing. So what's the like, last what's the last like, movie that you saw Jared Leto in that you didn't think that? Dallas Buyers Club. Okay. So not terribly long ago, but that was the last one that honestly I remember him being lost in the character. Yeah. 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 And it's amazing. I don't know if you've seen that, but it's incredible. He won an no, Oscar I've, for it. I never, he won I an never Oscar have. for it. So yeah, it's, I've, it's I've amazing. Never, <laughs> I've never seen it. It's always been one of those movies that's been on my on my watch list and I just haven't gotten around to it oh, yet. Oh dude. That and Three Billboards Outside uh, Oh, Three Missouri. Billboards was so good. Yeah. I don't know why that movie popped in my head just now, but it's just another great movie you should see. Yeah. Oh, and oh, everybody I, listening well, should see I, it. I watched it with you. <laughs> Didn't you come see it at the theater with us when we no, triple... No, no, no. I, I saw it at home. Oh, okay. That time. was the day that me and Aaron triple featured. We went to yep. the movies to watch one movie and then ended up yep. watching three instead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. Okay, yeah, uh, more uh, was yeah. yours, right? Yep, yep. Go ahead. All right. I'm going to go on to one that uh, I think is... I don't, I don't. I don't know how I feel about it. Halloween ends. Okay. October fourteenth. Well, well, you also hated Halloween Kills, so. I I absolutely <laughs> hated Halloween Kills. I don't understand how you liked it. I I uh, really don't. It was not a good movie, by any metric. It was a terrible movie. Well, I wouldn't go that far, but I would. I literally would. <laughs> a, t- a terrible movie, Mike. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, in in terms of in terms of where it came from, what it was supposed to be, the people involved, yeah, uh, I yeah. think it failed on every level. Yeah, you're crazy, but crazy. that's fine. You're allowed to be crazy. Halloween killed James. Halloween, yeah, you're right. It did kill. Yeah, no, it killed Halloween. Is what it did. <laughs> um, Halloween ends though is uh, the third installment of the David Gordon Green uh, trilogy, mm. uh, starring Jamie Lee Curtis, Kyle Richards is back, Andy Michalak is back, and James Jude Courtney is back. Matichek. Um, Matichek, sorry. Um, but yeah, I I have high hopes for this movie because I feel like it's going to circle back around and once again be about. The Shape, and mm. Jamie Lee Curtis, and everything else. So I feel like this movie has a, a better... Um, for me, I feel like it has a better chance of being a movie that I'm going to like over Halloween Kills, just because you know the story has to revolve around Laurie Strode. It has to revolve around that initial story. Right. Whereas Halloween Kills like sidestepped everything to do a, a different story that I just didn't like. Here's what happened with Halloween Kills, I think. Uh, because Halloween Kills, uh, the original Halloween 2 had a, had certain similarities to Halloween Kills, like the the mob outside of um, the Myers house, like throwing yeah. rocks through the window and shit like that. I think what I think what they did that you would consider wrong that you didn't like is they basically took that scene with the angry mob outside of the Myers house and just extended it into an entire sure. movie, sure. which I can kind of feel you on that. Like there, there were certain parts of Halloween kills that I, you know, I was just like, just fucking get on with it. Like you're I really mean, spending too much time on this yeah, stuff. I, I'm not going to get into why I hated that movie. Sure, yeah, go, yeah. Back and, go back and listen to our episode on Halloween kills. I, I go into detail right. about why I didn't like it. So going back to but, this one, if they do, like you said, if they circle back around, focus on Lori, focus on uh, um, what the hell's Andy's name, uh, Allison, and mm-hmm. and and just getting back to basics, like getting back to them kicking ass against Michael, sure, make it make it Lori against the shape, 
and yeah, and bring it home. You know what I mean? Yep. yep. Um, I hear you. And that's, I think that's what they'll do. No, I, 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 well, I they don't I, have a choice. They don't have a choice in this movie. It has to be about that because right, they have right. to finish that story, which is why I know that I'm going to like this movie better than Kills. Yeah. I just know it. Yeah. I think what it was is they realized they didn't have, they wanted to make a trilogy. They realized the story they wanted to tell between Michael Myers and Laurie Strode wasn't going to stretch for two more movies. I think they realized that. So they put a buffer story in between it to then now cap off that that story. I feel like you're going to be able to watch Halloween, Halloween, so, so sorry, Halloween 70s to Halloween 20, was 2019? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Halloween 2019, and then go directly into Halloween ends and probably not miss much. There might be a couple of loose ends that you might not have connected from Halloween Kills, mm-hmm. but I feel like that main story, you're going to be able to go from one to two to four and and be perfectly fine. Right. I just do. Uh, yeah. I, I see how you can feel that way. Like, Kills, Kills, I think, was just... Because it really, it it really didn't serve the the narrative of the uh, Halloween twenty eighteen whatsoever. No, it didn't at all. It, it was just, more. It, it, was it, more literally, it literally in, is just kind of filler in between yeah, the two movies. It was more interested in just playing with characters from the original seventies movie and sure. not caring about the story that sure. they had had started in twenty nineteen. Yeah. So which, where, which, whereas which I, is why I didn't like it. Whereas I do enjoy uh, Halloween Kills. More than you do, because you don't like it at all. Uh, I I do agree with Not you. Not hard that to I, beat. <laughs> I do agree with you that you could probably skip kills and go straight from one to twenty eighteen to four, yeah. and it would and it would probably work just fine. Sure, sure. Um, all, all right. right, moving all right, we on. Past we are now past the two hour mark, so oh, okay. let's rapid fire through movies we are excited about. You want to just rattle right. some stuff off. Um, uh, I got I got one on the docket if you want. Uh, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Uh, Jurassic World Dominion, which oh. is due out uh, June 10th. I'm I'm all about this. This is Dinosaurs on the Mainland. This is the movie that we've all been waiting for forever. It's Dinosaurs, dinosaurs. In, the, in the continental United States. Dinosaurs am, on the Mainland? That's yep. the dream, Done. bud. That's the dream. Done. Well, um, that actually happened, though. Didn't no, that no, happen? But this, but this movie, I'm, I'm fairly certain the entire movie takes place like that. Oh, is like it like... a big um, city setting with dinosaurs. Okay. Like, I'm into it. All right. So it's Godzilla yeah, it's like 1998. Godzilla. <laughs> it's Godzilla 98, which is why I probably love it. Um, all right, what do you got? Uh, I'm I'm pretty stoked to see what Rob Zombie's going to do with the monster, monsters. Uh, I am too. No am. no guarantees that's coming out this year. No. It very well could, though. Yep. Very well, they're, they're filming I'm, I'm, now, so it I'm very kinda, well could. I'm kind of banking on it uh, as, a, as a 2022 release. Maybe I'll be talking about it again next year uh, for Shape of Drunk to Come. But if it comes out this year, I'm I'm excited to see what he does with it. I have to. Did you see? It looks the, pretty uh, promising so far. Did you see the image that he put out for Christmas? It was a Christmas card with Grandpa Herman and Lily. Yeah, they look yeah. pretty good. Yeah, it they looks look good. pretty good. Yeah, like uh, uh, what's his name? Um, who's playing Herman? Um, not uh, not Dick Brake with uh, uh, Jeff Daniel Phillips. <laughs> Dick Brake. <laughs> uh, Jeff Daniel Phillips as Herman looks great. Yeah, he, he looks, looks really fantastic. good. Fantastic. Yeah, and like, I'm, uh, I'm so into it. Grandpa, uh, who the hell is it? Daniel Roebuck. Daniel Roebuck oh, yeah. looks really oh, yeah. good as Grandpa. He looks fantastic. I'm, I'm yeah. still not a hundred percent sold on Sherry as um, uh, what the hell is her name? As Lily, Sherry Moon Sherry. Zombie. Oh, oh, Sherry. Yeah, yeah. Um, as Lily. 
Yeah. Not I, 100% sold, but... Um, no, she might be the weak link, but if every, if everybody around her, though, brings the game, hopefully it won't matter. It's just I've never seen her not act like Sherry Moon Zombie in a movie. Do you know what I mean? Oh, hey, uh, I guess what? I guess I guess uh, Lords of Salem. She was nah. She was still very much her. Ah uh, no, but when I say like act like Sher- Sherry Moon Zombie, I mean her character of uh, of what the hell's her name? Is it is oh it ba- the Firefly? Yeah, baby, baby, baby. Yeah. baby. Like yeah. that's that's what I think of when I think of Sherry Moon Zombie. But sure, sure. in Lords of Salem, she like dialed it in a little more and was a little more serious. And I I thought she was good. So we'll see what she does with Lily. I'm excited about it. Looks good. Feels right. Let's I see agree. what let's see what you're gonna do. I here's a guy that absolutely loves the monsters. So hopefully he will do it justice. You know. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Yep. All right. My next one is The Black Phone, which is due out June 24th. We've talked about this movie a lot. uh, Directed by uh, Scott Derrickson, starring Ethan Hawke. Uh, Great mask. Great mask. Great mask. And I I love Ethan Hawke, dude. Yeah. Uh, And and even more so, Ethan Hawke is the villain. Like, that's going to be dope. Are you kidding me? Well, and Scott Derrickson, who did Sinister, Ethan Hawke starred in Sinister. So, like, these two are back together. it's, It's a recipe for greatness yes. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that um very, very much excited very excited it. that looks good yep. uh nope <laughs> nope um i i know uh, nothing do you know do you, do you know anything know, about this movie i know nothing about it i don't think anybody knows it. oh wait sorry you asked me again do you know anything about this movie uh nope <laughs> there you go <laughs> um no i don't think anybody knows anything about this movie but i loved get out and i loved um us and this is supposedly the biggest movie that Jordan Peele's done to date. Jordan so. Peele, Jordan Peele, I know, I know, like, I, I feel like he's sort of a polarizing director. Like, some people love his stuff, some people hate his stuff. Love him or hate um, him, though, his movies are events now. Yeah, he's, they really he's are. He's gone from, from, from his first movie to now his third movie. His movies are events. What does that tell yeah. you? That's crazy. I'm just, I'm, yeah, exactly. I, dude, that's a, like, I'm so excited to get the first uh, little, the first little teaser of this movie because I can't remember the last time that like when I saw the first trailer for Us, I got so, I like I got so enveloped in it like I was, sure. I I I, I, I got online. I wanted to hear what people had to say about it. I wanted to hear theories. I wanted I wanted to know everything like. Everything about that first trailer for us was was just like so captivating to me, and the movie lived up to it. I thought the movie was amazing. Um, I don't know, Jordan Peele, just I don't know. Like I I really dig all of his stuff. I don't, you know, the, he's only he's trailer? only he's only done two horror movies so far, and I've loved both of them. Um, yeah, the um, the, the not the trailer, but the uh, the the poster art for Nope is literally a secluded town that is in the middle of the mountains that is lit up like fucking fireworks. Mm-hmm. And then you have a, a storm cloud with like a kite uh, kite string coming down with it, right? Is it a, makes me wonder if the movie has something to do with electricity, maybe. Is it a, is it a kite string or is it a... That's uh, what it looks like to me. It looks like a, or, or a, or a, like a used car lot. Uh. Yeah, that's, yeah <laughs> like, the, like the pendant... Yeah, yeah, like the little flags from a used car light. Yeah, car lot. something. But it makes me wonder though. It's the city. This 
in the middle of nowhere. Does it have something to do with electricity, storm cloud, kite string, maybe? Like, I don't know. Something like that? Like, yeah, is that what they're trying to get? I don't know. Because no one knows anything about this movie. I, and I love know, that. I love that it's kind of cloaked in, in uh Yeah, dude. In all we mystery. Know, all we know is that it's starring Daniel uh, Kaluuya. Again, Daniel Kaluuya, Steve, yeah, and Stephen uh, Young, Kiki Palmer, and Stephen Young. Yeah, like that—that's all we know. Yeah, and Daniel Kaluuya is kind of like Jordan Peele's go-to guy now, which fantastic work with him all the time. It's like John Carpenter and fucking uh, what's his name, the uh, <laughs> 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 the guy from The Thing and Big Trouble. Why can't I think of his name? <laughs> Kurt Russell. What is? Yes, thank you, Kurt Russell. <laughs> Um, but that he's that's kind of his go-to guy now for all of his movies, and I'm into it. I like directors well, and actors that stick together. To be fair, he's only done three movies, and Daniel Kaluuya was only in two of them. That's I mean, fair. that's uh, that's that's sixty-six percent of the Russell, movies. Kurt Russell only did three John Carpenter movies. I'm just saying, let's not call him a three. go-to. Let's not call him a go-to actor until he's done maybe three yeah. or four. Oh, that's fair all. enough. That's but all. But still, but still. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm very much into that. I'm yeah. also very much into the Batman, which comes out March oh, 14th. Dude, the Batman. We've talked. We've talked a lot about it. There's no need to go into too much more detail. No, uh, it looks incredible. Looks so uh, good. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness looks absolutely fucking phenomenal. Yep. It's Marvel's horror movie, as close to a horror movies we're gonna get from Marvel probably. Yep. Uh, that's due out May 6th. Um, I don't know that I have too much more on my list though. Um, I think that's pretty much it for me. I don't think so either. Let me we've, see. We've covered a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of a lot of ground. I feel like this year. Salem's Lot. There's a Salem's Lot movie coming there out, is, which yep, I'm that, I'm still I'm, I'm I like Salem's Lot. Is it was one of those ones for me where it was like, does it need to be remade? And then I read the book, and then I was yeah, like, yeah. I was like, I was like, yeah. There's some places you could take this that they sure. didn't do in the movie. So, uh, yeah. Why not? So yeah, I made it. Um. Uh, if, yeah, I don't know. There's if not too all much. Holds true. 2021 should be a pretty fucking good year for movies. Uh, 2021 was. I'm sorry. A pretty decent year for movies. <laughs> I'm still in the past because nothing's <laughs> changed. Uh, so yeah, hopefully 2022 will be also pretty good. Um, yeah, I think that's it, dude. I don't. I don't have too much more to say. Nope. Uh, I I'm just I'm I'm excited to watch some of these movies. I'm excited to do some episodes about them, and hopefully, you guys will uh, listen and tag Hopef- along. Hopefully so. Hopefully so. All right, um, James. Where cool, can, we, can people find us? Uh, well, if you want to find us, which why wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> you can find us on all social media. No, that's not my part. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud. It's been three weeks. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzzkill Podcast. It's been six years, James. <laughs> it's been 84 years. You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzkill PC. Uh, we're on all major streaming sites, so if you like the show, please tell a friend about us. They can find us uh, literally anywhere. Yeah, tell your grandmother. Yeah. I mean, yeah, sure. She might like it. Maybe she's dead. Who knows? Yeah. Put an iPod next to her grave. <laughs> then she'll really like it. She'll, maybe she'll love us. <laughs> That's the thing. Um, if you have if you have dead grandparents, just buy an iPhone, <laughs> put our stuff on on shuffle, and set it by their grave. They'll be forever thankful for you. And uh, and and you know, and we'll be thankful too because our numbers will go up. 
Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, all right, so hopefully... <laughs> that was, um, that was tasteful, be, right? Yeah, perfectly tasteful. I feel, that was, um, I feel like that was tasteful. It'll definitely be another two weeks before we get together for another show, but maybe yep. after that, uh, we will either do a flip-floppy for another different two weeks or maybe flip-floppy back to normal. Who knows? <sighs> Dude, if you want to go back to normal, I'm fine with it. Especially now that it's at especially now that it's at my house, right? Let's go so back to we'll normal see. if you want. We'll see. We, we, I don't want to promise anything, but we'll see. We're we're playing it by uh, the seat of our pants here. We're playing it by the seat of our pants. You know what would be? You know, why don't you just catch uh, uh, Omicron? Omicron. 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 And then we'll and then we'll both have those really baller antibodies, and then we can do whatever the fuck. Well, we if want. that was the case, then I should have come over tonight and just made out with you. Yeah, you should have. It would have been like a pox party. <laughs> Come on, Sorry. man! Sorry, man. <laughs> it's an just, party. just next time you come over, lick my microphone, and maybe there'll still be some of the some of those good germs there. I'll do that. I'll also lick your Eiffel Tower. The French. All right, that's it for tonight. It's getting wacky, See you guys. Cheers, Later. James. Cheers, bud. Have a good night. Love you, brother. Love you, man. Please, uh, please don't die of the Omicron in the next like forty eight hours. I'll try not. I got a pulse right. ox. I've been checking my my sats, so I'm good. There you go. There you go. All right, later. All right, see you guys. Bye. Bye.